Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This is an Extra 106.3 podcast. To hear more live and local content like this, tune into 106.3 FM or download the Extra 106.3 app. Ah, freaking lawyers. Uh, uh, look out, it's only the camera. I mean, I wouldn't get to this court case. Holy crap. How you doing? 303 with Pete Davis. Sidekick producer, sports rack on tour extraordinaire, and the mechanical mangler at the controls. It's flounder. Look out, here we go. Oh, the day I was born. Freaking court case, man. Shiftless, sneaky, duplicitous. Uh, this is uh, unbelievable. The star witness in the Fanny Floozy case to get her off the Donald Trump attack. Oh, my God. Uh, we'll get to it very shortly. It's still going on live, and we're going to get back to the courthouse here. I mean, I could listen to this all day. Uh, 303, almost 304. Pete Davis, what's new up in the mountains of Macon there, sir? Well, I discovered I can't take my uh, dog to the park anymore. Uh, oh, no. What happened? <clears throat> No. The ducks keep biting him. Du- the ducks keep biting him? What do you mean, uh, Pete? I, I... Well, he, he's purebred. Pure, purebred. So these breads, so, like ducks eat bread, so therefore be, oh, oh, I, oh, God, oh, oh, hey, oh, Flounder, make sure we put that as a as a promo, okay? Because, boy, that'll, you know, we had a meeting today and said, you know, you need more women listening, so it, that's the kind of thing that'll get more chicks. I mean, I got, whoa, hey, uh, come on, baby, hey, hey, ho, ha, ha. <laughs> My God. Oh, all right, sir. <laughs> and by the, how are your doggies up there? Have you seen your Pyrenees uh, boys and girls oh, or whatever lately? Or it, They have me trained every night at 2 a.m. They stand outside and bark like they're chasing a bear, and I go outside and they're waiting for their treats. <laughs> I should be so lucky. Uh, I just, it just happened the other day. I think I might have mentioned to you guys, uh, 3 o'clock in the morning, a woman screaming, screaming, banging on my door. 3 o'clock in the morning, screaming and screaming and banging on my door. God, finally I got up and let her out. Jeez. <clears throat> hey, ho. <laughs> ho. See, we need more women listeners, so we're getting, we're doing babe jokes. <laughs> Uh, 305. Flounder, how, what's new with you, my friend? What's going on in the room of darkness in there? All is well, just yeah. watching the case like you. I can't believe it. In fact, we got a million things to do. Let's go to the court case. This is, is uh, still going live, right? This is the judge uh, uh, the judge deciding whether Fanny Chicken Liver Floozy uh, should be taken off the Trump prosecution case. And the lawyer on the stand now is the uh, is Terrence Bradley, who was used to be the partner and attorney for her lover boy. And he's trying to deny that he remembered telling her that he was they were having an affair long before she admitted it. And now he's trying to get out of it. Sneaky freaking sneaky. Sneaky sneak sneak, Mr. Freaking Terrace Bradley. Let's go back and just uh, Miss Marshan's trying to get him to finally admit, and she's got him in a couple of times. But let's see, let's go back live to the court right now. All right, now we're ready. Oh, thank you, sir. Perfect timing. Mr. Bradley, you have oh, I don't know who that referred is. Must be his to Mr. Wade as your client, correct? Correct. Oh, no, it's Steve Sadow. You don't understand oh, that the court Trump's has ruled that communications that you had with Mr. Way are not privileged, correct? Say it. No, I'm, I'm ah. aware that the court ruled that. See what I mean? Every um, freaking answer. One specific. Well, the one specific. Uh, within the time frame. Within the time. 
god, you sneaky doll, my One god, I... conversation. Freaking lawyers. Privilege. Listen to them. Then I'm going to ask your honor if yeah. is that the limitation? Yeah, could you please tell them witness to stop being a douchebag? To clarify, email. Sure, Mr. Sada, you asked whether all communications with Mr. Wade, I think, were covered. That was not the extent of the ruling. Yeah, this is uh, unbelievable. The ones that I deemed were not all covered. day since two o'clock. Uh, I've been watching this because those are the ones that were relevant. Were um, any, any communications Mr. Wade made regarding the existence? Or non-existence of a romantic relationship with Miss Willis. That's what you're trying to determine. He's trying to I deny that he ever said that they were having an affair before she said she was. So, going back to uh, now, he's trying to deny inquiry. it. When you say you don't have personal knowledge, yeah. what I want to ask you to start with is very simple. Did you have communications with Mr. Wade about the relationship between Mr. Wade and Miss Willis? Here we go. It's a simple yes or no. Yes or no, sir. Oh, he doesn't want to answer yes. that. Oh. Okay. And is it your testimony that during the time you were representing him, which I understood started sometime in 2018, is that correct? That's the time frame that I remember, yes. Okay. Is it your testimony sad. under oath that with regards to conversations with Mr. Wade about his relationship with Ms. Willis, that you only had one such conversation during the time you represented Mr. Wade? One conversation of what? I apologize. Yeah, it the only thing we're talking about. we're talking the about. I'm asking about is that area that the court said is not. I, would, I mean, my God. Which is the relationship between Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis. <laughs> You've testified that during the time you represented Mr. Wade from 2018 on. <laughs> Say that it, you only had one conversation with him really? in reference to the relationship between Miss Willis and Mr. Wade. Is that correct? Yeah, I think that's fairly accurate. Yes. Okay, so out of the entire time I'm talking about could be 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. <laughs> when did you stop representing um, Mr. Wade? It was a few months after I left the firm. All right, give me the approximate um, time. I left maybe um, June, July of 2022, maybe. <laughs> okay. So that would suggest that, for, really sure. assuming it's 2018, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, and half of 2022, which is in the vicinity of four to four what? and a half years, you you're testifying under oath you had one conversation about a relationship between Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis. Is that correct? <laughs> Steve Sado, the lawyer. I don't recall having any other conversation with Mr. Wade about really? him and Miss Willis. Is it your testimony then that you don't remember any other conversation or there wasn't any other conversation besides the one? An object is to ask the answer. That's a, his lawyer's objection. I think that's a fair question overall. Good judge. I Good don't recall. Um, I would say it was the one, but I, I don't recall. You testified no, you that freaking. you did have communications with Mr. Wade about him visiting with Miss Willis at a condo or apartment, correct? 
Well, I know it really. I don't think I testified that I had no, a conversation. I, I wasn't a testified conversation. that in knowledge that I would words. have known anything about any condo would have come from that, but I don't recall a conversation about that. I, I do not recall a conversation about that. God almighty. Yeah. Do you recall any other thing at this point in time under oath that would indicate when the relationship started between Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis? You'll never I do that. not know when the relationship started between Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis. That's all. I cannot recall that. I can't. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm going to drill down on that now, okay? Yes, sir. Here we go. Can go through the break there, Flounder? I'm going to keep this on, man. special prosecutor on November 1st of 2021. You're aware of that, correct? I have my contracts to show when I started. I, no one showed me the contract of when he started. But uh, so, but if, if he has a contract for November 1st of 2021, then that's correct. All right. I'm going to... I'm going to suggest to you that the record will reflect that the contract between Ms. Willis and Mr. Wade was November 1st of 2021, correct? I want you just to accept that, okay? Is it your testimony that you don't know under oath whether or not there was a relationship between Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis before the contract? I do not recall any dates of when the of when the relationship started. So whether you are pinpointing a date of when his contract started or not, I'm telling you, I did not recall any specific date that he flat out yeah, specific said date. anything about a relationship. How about the season with Miss Willis? What time of year? See what I mean? This is unbelievable. You don't remember the date. Let's go to what was Defense Exhibit 26. Okay? In Defense Exhibit 26, which I showed you last time, was two pages of text messages between you and Ms. Merchant, correct? There we go. All right. Now, the first page starts off by saying, Ms. Merchant, like, just date, don't hire him. Do you think it started before she hired him? You see that? <laughs> uh, golly, I don't remember. Uh, I'm looking at it, but I don't remember reading it or writing it or hearing it or knowing it or lying about it or taking a piece of crap about it. Trying to yes, divert yes, justice. I see it. yes. Oh, there you go. Okay. And your response to that was absolutely uh, correct. Oh, hey. Objection by the lawyer. Um, Mr. Sado, uh, uh-huh. I do think we went through a lot of these texts. We didn't go through this whole just one. A, just a second. What the hell that? All right. <laughs> is that um, Sadow's phone? Oh, my God. That's Trump's sorry, lawyer, Sadow. Uh, that's a judge. You didn't go through this particular one? No, we went through. We stopped right there. That's Sadow. I want to go. I went. I answered. That's the lawyer. Because she, this so is the exact language that she just stated a few minutes ago. You could read it back. Okay, Mr. Sadow. You're saying both of these two exhibits weren't already covered by Ms. Merchant? It was not gone. This particular language was not gone into. I'm doing it based on the exhibit itself. Um, well, let's do it this way. I now move into evidence defense exhibit number 26. 
All right, and I don't have, I'd have to search through my notes, but does anyone recall that one actually been tendered in a minute already? It was. No, it was only presented to your honor for you to take back into the, camera the attorney Marchant to speak with Mr. Grilled him earlier uh, and his counsel on text messages. Okay. And now uh, the judge is deciding whether he's indicating that it was admitted. Going over the same rules. It, but I'm organizing the new order. Um, so I, I think it might be easier if I just admit the copies of the all right. we're all referring to. All right. So defense exhibit 26 and 27 are being tendered. Um, oh, actually, only 26 at this time. Okay, Defense Exhibit 6, any objection from the state? 26. 26. Uh, they're trying. Well, I, I, I think it's, I hate to, I hate to break uh, because if they come back and nails them. And authentication, it was used to, uh, during the last hearing for the purposes that's of. That's the witness's uh, attorney trying to stop all the testimony. And it's my objection to everything. that it didn't refresh his recollection, but I renew my objection as to ask and answer and cumulative. Object to okay. everything. Uh, as to foundation on authentication, I think uh, Mr. Bradley has recognized them as texts that he sent and received, so. Um, I think I'll I'd overrule on that basis. Any other objections to their admissibility from any other uh, defense counsel? And seeing none, Defense Exhibit 26 is now admitted. Okay. Mr. Sadow. Right, Thank you. Steve right, Sadow, let's continue. Now I'm publishing it. After you said the word absolutely, on your own, you said hmm. it started when she left the DA's office and was judge in South Fulton. No, no, they met at... Yeah. Asked and answered. All right, understood, Mr. Boddy. Uh, I'm going to let Mr. Sado have a few minutes on this, uh, and we'll go from there. But uh, Judge, I, I well, I'm sorry. Uh, I did answer this. I answered it for Ms. Um, Merchant. I stated that I was speculating. The judge, uh, someone objected to the speculation, and but this was the exact oh, same. Now he's saying he was right, speculating. Well, yeah, Mr. Bradley, Mr. Sado was asking the question in a slightly different way. Uh, you snotty way to do that. So, Mr. Sado. Slippery snake. All right, I hesitate to have to start back where I was, but after the word absolutely, Steve you on your own said it started when she left the DA's office and was judge in South Fulton. They met at the municipal court CLE conference. That's what you said, correct? That is correct. Now, it's your testimony, at least so far, that when you on your own gave those two statements in the text that you were merely speculating <laughs> and did not have that knowledge from Mr. Wade. Is that your testimony under oath? Uh-oh. Yes, that's what I testified to. Yes, sir. So you on your own came up with the whole notion that it started when she left <laughs> the DA's office and was judge in South Fulton. That's, according just to you, it that's up. speculation on your part, correct? Overruled. Answer the question, Mr. Brown. Yes, that's that's speculation on my part, yes. Oh, you right. Uh, it had nothing to do with what Mr. Wade had told you, correct? I answered your question. I was speculating to uh, the answer. That is correct. So that's maybe you can tell the court, in your own words, why in the heck... Would you speculate in this text message and say that it started when she left the DA's office and was a judge in South Fulton? Why would you speculate and say that in a text? I knew they had met um, at the municipal court. Um, 
conference. Um, How do you know that? I'll stop you right there. How did you know that? I answered that the last at the last. Because uh, Wade told you. I, I, All right, I, I said it. Now. I lied. I lied. <laughs> I'm asking you questions, and you are in a situation where you get to give answers. I'm asking you, how did you know that? Yeah, because Wade told you. Therefore, confirming I, I know it. Somebody, they met. Told, somebody told you that, yeah. right? Yeah. Who was met. it? Who was it? Yeah. Yes, correct. And who, who was told it? you? Mr. Wade told me when Bingo. they met. Bingo. So you had more than one conversation Bingo. about the relationship between <laughs> Mr. Wade and Miss Willis, because he told you where he met her. Yahtzee. Oh, sorry. It's incorrect. <laughs> it's incorrect. Okay. Let's go he, back to. Uh, let's go back to the exhibit. Why would you speculate that that's when they started the relationship? What would cause you to put that down as speculation? I don't recall, but um, why I thought Eureka. that it started at that time. Um, but I do recall that he only met her, and I testified to that, that he met her in at that uh, conference, which was... Crap. In 2019. That's not what you said. Oh, my God. But you knew that Ashley Merchant represented a defendant in this case when you were text messaging with her, correct? Yes, I did. So yes. he told the lawyer and that he knew, knew it started the early. The reason she was asking you questions about Mr. Wade was because she was trying to show when the relationship began, correct? Mm, uh, no, well, that's not. No, I. That's not correct. Like the beginning no. of the text message. <laughs> no, I, I, I just, you know, I wasn't there. I was young. I needed the money. Good looking. Yes, what messages were before this message, before she sent that? Oh, I, I can't answer that question because I don't have them. All I have is what's in front of you. Yes. And it's as. That she says, do you think it started before she hired me? So you knew, as the counsel for a defendant in this case, that Miss Merchant was asking you specifically about the knowledge that you had regarding the timing of the relationship between Wade and Miss Willis. Correct. Stayed out, Um, I mean, based on this, yes, uh, I see what and was in, And in response to that. You answered directly on your own yeah. what you now claim to be speculation, yeah. right? That's correct. So you're making it so up. I for... ask you one more time before I move to the <laughs> Why next part. Why would you of this. do that? Yeah, to the lawyer representing you. Why would you speculate when she was asking you a direct question about when the relationship started? I have no answer for that. <laughs> Except for the fact that you do liar, in fact maybe. know when it started, <laughs> and you don't want to testify to that in court. Overruled. That's the best explanation. This is overruled. That's the real. That's the true explanation because you don't want to admit it in court. Correct. No, I have no direct knowledge of when the relationship started. Direct knowledge. He didn't see him having you, sex. That's what he's I'm saying. Not go back through that again. If you didn't know, and you were asked specifically as this exhibit shows, remember to tell you about a trip. trip maybe you can festival. explain why you wouldn't say, "I don't know." <laughs> yeah, if you didn't know, why'd you say I you didn't know? 
I know that you is know that, a that I know. <laughs> is that a question? Yeah, that's a question. <laughs> How do you know that we know what you know that we know? If you're being asked, as we've just gone through with this text message from Miss Merchant, yes, as the attorney for a co-defendant, yes. <laughs> And she's asking you about the relationship. And she's clearly asking you about the timing. For the court case, why for the trial. Why would you just have said in response? Yeah. If you didn't know, why did you? I don't know when boom. it started. I, I don't know why I didn't um, say I don't know. Because you're lying now, maybe? Or? Maybe, again, it's because you know what the truth is. <laughs> and that's why you answered exactly oh the way you did in Defense Exhibit 26, correct? No, I can't sit here and tell you no, I'm not that gonna. what you just stated was correct. Here and have your bad mouth, the United what you States. want the court to believe, and you want the rest of us to believe, is that for some unknown reason, upon being asked a direct question about when the relationship started, you decided on oh, your God. own it's been going on for an hour to and a half. simply speculate and put it down in a text message as opposed to putting down what you actually knew. That's what you want the court to believe, correct? Well, uh, that was a lot. So can you break that down? Yeah, I don't really I understand that. I'm a lawyer, but I don't understand me, do I the, want the, court to, the question before the, me now, just Your believe, Honor. Can I go to the bathroom? Can we take instead a... Instead of saying nothing, <laughs> you decided on line, your own to line, speculate. Line, Line. Yes, I speculated. Yes, I've, I've stated that's, that I speculated. Yes, sir. I was that's speculating. You to believe, oh, you died. Yeah, I can't believe this. Okay, now, then <laughs> you go to the next page of that. Okay? You see, it starts, the best that I can see, it starts in that's, South Fulton. That's Trump's that lawyer. You have in front Steve of you? Sadow, the Second testimony. Page is Terrence Bradley, the lawyer, who admitted that he knew when the relationship with Fannie the Liar started, the page and now I he's trying to deny he knew it, saying you're only speculating. Remember but to tell you about a trip. Maybe cut off from the one that I have. Don't forget that trip story. I'm looking at uh, my opening set line says, in South Fulton. Is that on your second page? Um, no, so the, if you're going in order of the um, Come on. pages, no, neither page starts with South Fulton. No, my, uh, don't get caught up on whether it starts that way. Does the second Finding. page <laughs> have a line in there that it says in South Fulton? <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, yes, oh, I that, apologize. So, oh, South Fulton. Yes, that's fine. Yes. Oh, I thought you Just said want to make snark sure on the same page. Yes. Um, oh, only on Thursday. Different page, though. You say after in South oh my God, this is they excessive. met at the Municipal Court CLE conference, right? Yes. You see that? Correct. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Who told you that? And then Miss Merchant says, that's what I figured when he was married. Is this accurate? Upon information and belief, Willis and Wade met while both were serving as magistrate judges and began a romantic relationship at that time. You see, that's what she said, right? No, I mean, so well, it says they wait, met at see, Municipal now. Court CLE. The only other thing here says that's what I figured when he was married. There's no response for me on that day. And then there's another response. Um, I mean, I guess a question that says, is this accurate? Yeah. Okay, that's
that's what I was just. That's what I just went over with you. Okay, so I don't have um, anything in that. Is this accurate at all? Um, I can show the court. No. It's just. It just says, "Is this accurate?" with the question mark. I don't have anything following that. You don't have copies after of that, upon information and belief, <laughs> Willis and Wade met while both were serving as magistrate judges and began oh. a romantic oh, relationship. Oh, that is, is, uh, I apologize. Oh, uh, the accurate. The next oh, page. I apologize. Can we take a break, Your Honor? No I just, yes. let me take sure a lead. No, no. I, I see that now, yes. You're getting to the All truth. Right, so I'm a little nervous. What I just read. <laughs> Can I have a drink? exactly <laughs> what Miss Merchant said <laughs> to you. The bar open? Yeah, whiskey. Neat. Take a whiskey sour, please. Is it accurate upon further information? Yes, that's there. And again, the egg white. since you have told us that you were speculating, yeah, you well, you gave the answer that we went over with previously. Trump lawyer. On this one, you don't say, I don't know. <laughs> you simply correct her by saying, no, municipal court. Oh. Right? <laughs> Yes, yeah, so the, so you knew she asked, was it accurate? And I said it wasn't accurate. No, it wasn't you accurate. Knew. It was municipal court. Yeah, because you knew. Right, and when you said it wasn't accurate, it was municipal court, you weren't, didn't say, no, that's not accurate. They didn't start a rom romantic relationship at that time, correct? <laughs> no, but I was referring to the municipal court. No, it wasn't accurate um, as it applied to the... I was answering the no municipal court, meaning... When she oh, said, God, is that God. accurate, it was to the municipal court and not magistrate court. Okay. But you didn't say that the rest of what she asked you was accurate. You didn't say, no, that's inaccurate. That's not true. That's not accurate. You simply said the only thing that wasn't accurate was municipal court should be there instead of magistrate. Right. Right. So I was answering the question of that's it was yes a no. compound question. Um, oh, God. And you I, was, I was answering the question of municipal court. Not magistrate court. Magistrate court. And I said no municipal court. Right. So you knew. Right, but it's not compound. It's one statement upon right, information. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, that's okay. It's, I know the feedback and the delay is, is complicates things, but I think you've adequately made your point here. I don't think we need to belabor it much longer. Let's move on to the next issue. Okay. Thank you, Your Honor. Mr. Bradley, prior to coming into court today, that's Wade's uh, lawyer, Bradley. Did you understand. and your lawyer meet with anyone from the district attorney's office? No. I mean, no. well, not, not that I know. I'm not aware meeting, of. No. I, I did not meet to anyone. Talk to people. Sorry, I, I did not meet with anyone um, outside of my attorneys. Did you have any conversation? I did not. Conversation. I did not. So you have not spoken, if I understand you correctly, prior to coming into court today, you've not spoken with the prosecutors? No. Right? I've not spoken to the prosecutors. I've not spoken to defense. Have you spoken to Mr. Wade? No. So... Do you want to take a break here? I've just gotten kind of a. Today, should we do that? Again, okay, Kevin no Pete Flounder, this is live in the court. In with any of the parties we just went over. Lawyer, right. Terrence Bradley. There has not been any contact. Is trying to defense. dilly dance out of the fact that he knew they were having an affair and that Fanny's a liar and his client's a liar and he's the freaking dancing all over the place and not telling what he told before. Oh my God. All right, 3 30, we'll come back. We're going back to court when this happens too. And we got actual newsy stuff and the whole thing with Kevin Pete and Flounder, I promise. It's fun. 3 30, look at it.
All right, look out. Kim, Pete, and Flounder, 333. We're going live to the courtroom where the lawyer, Terrence Bradley, is on the stand. He is the lawyer for Nathan Wade, a former partner Nathan Wade. And he has been uh, a clearly uh, told the defense for Donald Trump that he knew that the Fannie Willis affair started long before she said it did in 2022 or whatever, and now he's trying to deny it on the stand. Uh, and let's go back now. Uh, Steve said I'll finish his testimony. I don't know who this is now. Let's go back live, and there's another lawyer asking the same guy. Well, that, I think that's his lawyer, maybe. Sounds like it seemed okay to you. Well, so you're talking you're about an email where exhibit 27, which, as I stated a few minutes ago, he knew they were on a trip email, and started the text their chain. So in the text chain, when I, I I never responded to the email, I never responded looks good or anything to the email that was sent to me. However, in the text chain, um, you're what you all are trying to merge together is the fact that I was asked about um, the contract and um, that and that contract was a $74,000 and me being added back to that. So when I said, uh, and I think before that in that text, um, it referred to the me being added back. And at that time I said, yes, looks good. <laughs> and you're aware and you recall that when Miss Merchant presented you with that motion, she asked you not to disclose it to anyone until she filed it. Is that correct? I'm not sure who that lawyer is. Uh, we are covering, I think, the last five or six questions. We've covered ground. Let's get to that ultimate point. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to get there, Judge. Uh, I promise you. Okay. Repeat the question. I'm sorry. She asked you not to disclose that motion to anybody until she filed it, correct? Uh, I think so. I think that was in the text message, yes. And you knew, in fact, it was her uh, intention to file that motion, correct? The actual motion that she... Oh, my God. Yes or no? Um, yes, it was her intention. Was yes. I knew that she was going to file a, mo a ah. motion, yes. Okay. Um, I do not think that that was the... Final draft, or it could have been that she was working on it. But yes, I knew that she was going to file some motion. Yes. And you knew that she presented that motion to you for your review so that she could make sure it was accurate. Correct? That's the attorney for Rudy Giuliani. All right, noted. I think Mr. Stockton's getting to the next point. Alan Stockton, so lawyer for Rudy. Is that correct? Uh, let me com you know. combine that with the next question, so we're not having to lay bit by bit every single Mr. time. Mr. Bradley, you knew that Mrs. Merchant was relying on your review to um, ensure the accuracy of that motion prior to filing it, correct? No. Speculation as to what he knew that Mrs. Merchant knew. No, I'd, I'd, I'd overrule that. That was again his lawyer for big technical. No, so objecting to everything. Once again, I was excluded from um, the footnote of that motion and my review of it. Oh, and I said, hey, you need to add me back to the hey. footnote <laughs> because hey, I hey. did have a contract <laughs> and I did receive 74000 I don't know what this is all about. If I may help you see, out, what, what happened let's was, talk just about that part <laughs> of the motion see. that deals with the relationship between uh, the 
District Attorney Willis and Mr. Wade. When you reviewed that, you knew that she was that Miss no, Merchant. I, no, I did not know that she was relying on me to for any any. Um, what are you talking about? She asked me you. for any accuracy other than um, what was put in there. What? If there about was, the seventy-four thousand, Mr. Bradley. If there was something patently false in that motion, you would have told Miss Merchant, wouldn't you? I can't say that I would or wouldn't have. I don't. I don't know what I would have told Miss Merchant. Oh if there God. was something pat, patently speculative, you would have told Miss Merchant, wouldn't you? I don't know what I would have told oh, Miss Merchant. Okay, I, not, not a good she lawyer asked there, me, no. was it accurate? Um, we were discussing the yes. 74000 that was left out. Again, if I may direct you just to that portion dealing with her, the relationship between uh, Mrs. Willis. He's dodging all over the place. The, the, the testifier, you didn't, the you lawyer. Didn't tell her that there was anything patently false in that because you didn't see anything patently false in that motion as it relates to the relationship. Repeat your question. I'm so oh sorry. God. You did not inform Mrs. Merchant that there was anything patently false in that motion that was that you were presented with as it concerns the relationship because you did not see anything that was patently false correct objection asked and answered cumulative all right next question mr stockton oh my god to stand and you didn't see anything that was speculative in there uh, either did you and answered cumulative. and i mr stockton objection again i just want to ask you one more question um I'm coming at it from the other way that Mr. Sadow did. Did anybody from the district attorney's office or any witnesses in this this case contact you about Miss Merchant's motion from January the eighth of two thousand four until today? Did anyone contact me about her motion? Yes, from the district attorney's office or any uh, witnesses or anybody else involved with the case besides the defense. Other than the call that I, the only personal call that I had was with Gabe Banks. I never spoke to anyone else, and to my knowledge, he's not a part of this, so. That's all I got, Judge. Thank you, Mr. Stockton. Mr. Durham, if you're still with us. Okay, I think. Thank you, sir. Mr. Uh, McDougal. All right, now, okay, again, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, the fact of the matter is they're trying to get the guy to confirm what he put in writing and text messages, knowing he knew when the relationship started. And now he's saying, oh, I was only speculating. Are you kidding me? He would he would testify in writing to the woman for, uh, representing the Trump people that he would make, he was making it up? Privileged. <sighs> Uh, now, I don't know who this is. I'll find well, out. That here. was my determination, so I think he disagrees with it. So we're going to say his opinion is a little irrelevant on that point. Uh, do you understand that the court has ruled that certain information that you have about the relationship between Ms. Willis and Mr. Wade is not privileged? Uh, the court's ruling, as I understood it and as my lawyers and I understood it, 
of the privilege not existing was based off of a conversation that was had in my office, in the back of my office, which was confidential, with Mr. Wade and I. That's what was asked of me on yesterday, and that's what the ruling, to my knowledge, unless I'm being corrected here now and saying that it's more, it was that particular piece that the judge said did not have privilege. And have you testified already today to the sum total of your knowledge of the relationship that is outside the scope of the privilege according to the court's ruling? Can you ask that again? I'm, I'm sorry, I, I didn't understand it. Referring to what you understand to be the information that is not privileged, have you testified to the sum total of that information? You told everything that you're allowed to tell. I think I have, yes. I've, I think I've testified to, to that, yes. He tried to get out of it by saying it was privileged information with his client. The judge said no. Mr. Rice. Hey. Try not to interrupt. I know it's very aggravating. Brown, a nice lady called and said, tell Kimmer, shut up. <laughs> no, that's why we're doing it, so you can comment. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, what happened? No, the TV froze. Oh, my I God. I think I said that, yes. I think I did, yes. And you've been friends with Mr. Wade for over 10 years, correct? That would have been fairly accurate, yes. And you recall communicating with Ms. Merchant about this case. That's another Trump-type lawyer. And about lawyer. Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis' relationship, correct? I'm going to object as to past and answered and cumulative by all three of the previous. Sure. Uh, let's, we, can, we don't delay that foundation. Why don't we combine it with the next question where you've got a new point to make? Okay. Um, Judge knows where Mr. it's going. Bradley, when you spoke, when you communicated with Ms. Merchant, did you tell her any lies oh. about Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis' relationship? <laughs> Well, maybe a little. Is a fib a lie? A white lie? Well, can't tell that. Teeny lie? Is it trying to make it hurt her feelings? Did I lie to Miss? What was the question again? That's a simple I mean, question, Mr. Bradley. You're a lawyer. Did you lie to Miss Merchant when you told her facts about Mr. Wade and Miss Willis's relationship? That I recall, I, I don't recall. Um, I do not recall. Might have lied a little at one time. Maybe that, you know, about the sodomy or, you know. I mentioned earlier that I speculated in the car on some things. Um, I've testified to elevator. what I did know. Uh, so I, I, I can't recall whether or not I. Can't recall whether you lied? Mr. Bradley, speculation is kind of easily lawyer word. Let's speak truth here. <laughs> You're under oath. Yeah. Argumentative at this point, Your Honor. Not a objection. Mr. Bradley. Right, find a question, Mr. Rice. Mr. Bradley, when you were communicating different details of the relationship between Miss Willis and Mr. Wade to Mrs. Merchant, did you lie to her about any of those details? Objection. Asked and answered twice. Uh, I don't think he's answered it yet. I don't recall ever. Um, whether any of it was a lie or not. Oh, well, my God. At the time you were communicating with Miss Merchant, you were still friends with Mr. Wade, correct? Well, what do you mean by, you know, intimacy or kiss goodnight? Yes. 
And at the time you were communicating with Ms. Merchant, yes. you knew that she was Tough talking question. to you in her role and capacity as an si, attorney in this si, case, senor. correct? Correct. And you knew no that she was going to use that information to somehow benefit and file a motion, benefit her client, correct? I did not know that. Okay, so I, I did not. Oh, I'm sorry. So as, as an attorney yourself, you are testifying here under oath that you had no idea what Miss Merchant was going to do with all the details that you were giving her about Wade and Willis's relationship. <laughs> right so at the time, no, I did not. I knew that oh, Miss Merchant was gathering information. That is correct. Okay. And did you lie to her when you told her that the relationship began before right. 2020? I don't think we need to drill into specifics. She's covered it at a high level. I don't think we're going to get much out of this. Okay. Mr. Bradley, isn't it true the only thing that has really changed? Well, you're speaking to Ms. Merchant, whether by text or by telephone. You oh, never okay. said to her that I don't remember or that I'm speculating, correct? I don't recall. Well, you've looked through a whole lot of text messages. Do you remember ever seeing any communication from you that said, I don't remember? Oh my God. Um, yeah, through the messages that um, I don't have all the messages in front of me, but no, I, I, I don't recall if I ever said I don't remember. Do you recall seeing any text messages where you replied to her or gave her details where you said, I am speculating about this detail? No, I, I never <laughs> used the word. Um, oh, you used it today, though. <laughs> And the only thing that's changed between then and now <laughs> is the word is that phone call from Nathan Wade's friend, Gabe Banks, correct? No, well, Gabe was my friend, um, and I, I actually stated that um, the first day that I was here was that um, I've known Gabe for a few years and that... Um, Frater not were, but we are um, fraternity brothers. Um, and so I never said that uh, um, oh that anything changed behind Gay Banks. So you never told Miss Merchant that you were worried that they were threatening you? Objection asked and answered when he was asked this on February 16th and today. Mr. Rice, we've covered this. And just to be clear, you didn't attend college with Mr. Banks, did you? I did not attend college with Mr. Banks. When you referred to him as your fraternity brother, y'all just both ha happened to have pledged the same fraternity, different colleges, different chapters. Well, that's what we consider fraternity brothers, yes, sir. And as a normal course of your relationships with your friends, do you pass on lies about your friends? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, I did know there was that one time. Have I passed on a lie about a friend? Chick, you know, is that what you're asking? Is that something you normally do, Mr. Yeah. Bradley? Do you tell lies about your friends? I, well, have I told yeah, lies about friends? I, I could have. I don't know. That's do you possible. tell lies about your friends <laughs> about a case of national importance? Objection. That's to Overruled. Overruled. I could have. I don't, I don't know. Oh, my God! 
Mr. Bradley, I, n I notice you're not looking at me. I'm looking at you on the screen only because I was accused of, and I did the same thing to Mr. Sadow when he was on the screen. What's the next question, Mr. Rice? There we go. Um, that was a judge. No further questions, Judge. Right. I think it's clear. Thank you, sir. Uh, Mr. Gillum. I know. This is another lawyer. Again, I, I, this is unbelievable. They, they asked him much about a trip. Well, I'll, I'll Mr. Radley, um, a few questions. A lot of folks have taken up the questions that I wanted to ask, but I'll, I've got a few left here. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. You said you, uh, Mr. Radley, you said you didn't know what uh, uh, Ms. Merchant was going to be doing with the motion that she sent to you. Remember that testimony <laughs> a few minutes ago? How could you um, not know I what you I think I said I didn't know that. I knew that she was gathering information, yes. Well, let's look at the, at the title of the motion that she sent you. Do you remember <laughs> reading <laughs> on the six. Excuse me. Do you remember reading the defendant Michael Roman's motion to dis dismiss grand jury indictment as fatally defective and motion to disqualify <laughs> the district attorney, her office, and the special prosecutor from further prosecuting this matter? Do you remember seeing that in the draft that you read and reviewed? So yes. you didn't know what she was so going to do with the information? When you tell this court that you didn't know what she was up or what she was going to do, she kind of gave you a hint, didn't she, in the title of the motion that she sent to you to read, didn't she? Well, yes or no? I'm not. Yeah, I read the title of what the motion was. Well, that's a yes. The title that threw you off. Pretty straightforward as speaking title, isn't it? <laughs> Correct. So you knew that what she wanted was information from you mm -hmm. so that she could then file a motion to dismiss the grand jury indictment, to motion to disqualify the district attorney and her office and the special prosecutor from further prosecuting the matter, right? I'm going to object to speculation. You knew that, didn't you? No, overall. His lawyer's trying to catch yes no. everything. When she sent that motion, yes. Okay. And you knew that the special prosecutor that to, to whom she was referring in that motion was Fanny. Was Mr. Wade, correct? And you knew that. Lover. Yes. Because you read the motion, you said you reviewed it, correct? Yes. And we're not going to go over all of the, you know, right. number one, because we don't have time, and number two, the, the court wouldn't let me. But, <laughs> but there are a few things that I do want to ask you about uh, in that response, in, in that aspect. Now, in that motion that you said you reviewed, on page six of that motion, well, on page five, it starts off with, how do we know this? And there's a question mark. Okay. All right. Yeah, Mr. Gillen. Um, you know, I, 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 I can appreciate what you're doing. I think that's something you can do at argument. He said as a whole that he got the motion and he's had his responses to his opinion of how he handled it. I, I, I don't see, that, again, this... Um, they have to belabor it because of all uh, the objections by his lawyer. Through it line by line of what well, I, I, to prove I, that he knew I, what it was all about and Toronto. he told the truth. I'm not going to go... I'm, you know, this isn't going to be a, you know, a, a 40 minute death march for the motion. I would like to ask about a few bullet points that uh, they capture under this... That's the lawyer for another wrong, Trump code offender. Ask the court's Yo. indulgence in that respect. You know, I, again, I think, I think he... We, we, I think we've covered it, and I think that you'll be able to argue that this was in that motion and that he had a chance to review it and he never objected to anything in there or raised it. So. That's there a problem in always ending up last. It, it, it very much is. And next time asked, I'll reshuffle the order. Well, you know, we did earlier with Mr. Uh, Wade, and then I, I hear you. I was kind enough, I and then you. the court said we had to go. I need to draw straws next there time. There we go. I'll go with that. All right. Anything Thank else? Thank you, Ron. That's okay. all I have. Okay. Uh, we had wow. Mr. Kachura potentially still on Zoom. 
Yes, Your Honor, and I have just a few questions. All right. Uh, could we add a spotlight to Mr. Kuchera if I'll let you know when we're able to proceed? Judge, before he starts, can I take a five-minute restroom? Uh, absolutely. Two hours? Uh, uh, yeah, we've been going two hours, so let's come back at 4 o'clock. I'll also note for the record that uh, we received a notification from Mr. Cromwell on behalf of Ms. Latham, and he said he was waiving her presence, uh, and I don't know if he later decided to join us by Zoom, but um, I, I, I don't think he was electing to uh, That's log in. So uh, after Mr. Kucherov, just in terms of timing, uh, Mr. Abadi, uh, do you have any expectation of how long your, if any, questioning would last? I don't imagine my question would be very long. Okay. Uh, well, let's get back in at, at 4 o'clock. Uh, uh, Mr. Bradley, taking a break? Okay, this is unbelievable. I mean, this is unfreaking believable I okay. love this. Uh, well. All right. Oh, my God. Uh, we'll come back. In fact, we'll come back at the top of the hour or, or shortly after that. Maybe start Fox News and when they go back live in the court. Now, here's the whole point. This guy, this guy, uh, this guy's name is Terrence Bradley. He's the former law partner and friend of Nathan Wade, the pump for the prosecutor, her boyfriend, lover man. Uh, and, there, and this guy told uh, uh, Attorney Marshand, a woman, he told her a long time ago in me- in text messages. Oh yeah, yeah, they they uh, they were they got together in uh, like 2018 and they met at a conference and so forth. And, and now he's in court saying, "Well, I was speculating. I, you know, I know I didn't know that." Here, here's an example of what he was doing. This freaking guy, Terrence Bradley. And every time he said something, his freaking lawyer objected, and it just it was just nonsense, obfuscating and skating and smearing and just sleazy and slippery and oh my God. He said, for example, uh, they were talking about how the uh, about Wade, the lover boy, uh, the pumping prosecutor lover boy, and he would change, would use their own business cards. They were partners. And he said one time uh, they testified, uh, it was found out that Wade, uh, the lover boy, took a trip with Fanny and paid for it with this guy's, Terrence Bradley's, credit card. And so the question was, well, uh, isn't it true that you know that they uh, took a trip and paid for it on your credit card to uh, Maui or somebody said, well, uh, I don't know. I, w- I don't know about the trip. And she said, you don't know about the trip? And he said, well, no, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know any dates or times or anything. And she said, no, I'm not asking you if you went on the trip with them, sir. I'm not asking you what they did on the trip. I'm asking you if they took a trip and paid for it on your credit card. Well, yeah, but I, I, I mean, this is unbelievable. He was trying to get out of answering the question by saying, well, he didn't go on the trip with them? Oh, you sleazy freaking snake. I can't believe this. And it's been going on for an hour and a half, almost two hours. Oh, my God. Well, I, oh, this is absolutely outrageous. Freaking lawyers. You lousy, stinking sneak bastards. I, I mean, I can't freaking believe it. Oh, my God. And again, I'm sorry to keep bumping in there, but you know, I, I just, I, you know, when people tune in at different times of the day, get in their car, you know, what the hell's going on? So I have to, you know, try to do it. And I'll try to stay out of it as best I can. But this is unfreaking believable. Uh, and they'll come back at 4 o'clock. And he's got, I mean, this is just outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. Oh, man. So we're going to do a lot more of this today. Also, uh, more on uh, Lake and Riley's death. Now they're saying. That uh, President Joe showers with daughters, a special murderer, Jose Ibera, is not only accused of murdering Lincoln Riley, he's accused of disfiguring her skull. I don't know what that means, but I know it's not good. 
And it's just, God, we'll, we'll also be talking about the father of another illegal immigrant murder victim. Uh, once This goes right to the White House. Oh, and by the way, uh, President Ice Cream Cone, what a freaking disgrace. He, 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 he only takes questions from reporters while he's eating an ice cream cone about, about Hamas and Israel and maybe a ceasefire. So he takes eight seconds eating his ice cream cone. Boy, a really a great way to handle a serious uh, situation like that. Unbelievable. And by the way, he was on Seth Meyers' show joking about everything and, and taking no responsibility. Hey, we will have all that stuff. We got Flounders, uh, Flounders Funnies. Uh, the uh, New York Times editor says he was chicken out of things. We got a whole bunch of stuff coming up with the camera, Pete and Flounder. Also, Shogun starts tonight. Um, I did the email way, so, uh, and now the Rhino and the Morning Boys are going to be, I think, saluting the camera because I want to be more like you guys, I swear. Hey, we come up on 358, camera, Pete and Flounder, back to court in That's- a few minutes. What's matter? You can you can keep going. You're good. Oh, well, I, okay. Well, hell, let's do that. Right, I mean, let me. Uh, the one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to fire off the legal ID, and then we're good. Okay. I'll, uh, no, let's do this. The morning extra from six to ten a.m. and the Kimmer show from three to six p.m. Oh. only on WFOM and W two nine two EV Marietta Extra one zero six three FM. Uh, 3.58. I once gave an ID for NBC. This is the National Broad Corping Castration. <laughs> Not quite accurate. <laughs> <laughs> and we're walking. We're walking. <laughs> moving right along. 3.58. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, good Lord. I mean, I, I just, this court case is unbelievable. Again, it's typical. If you've never dealt with, if you've never actually spent time in a courtroom, it's a nightmare. I mean, honestly, it's really, it's a, it, it's a game. It's a horrible mental exercise. And this guy is now, try, it clearly, he, if you can't say he's lying, he's clearly trying to get out of telling exactly the truth. He actually had the balls to say that, well, when he wrote down that, oh, the, uh, they started their affair in, uh, you know, like June of 2018, not 2022, like she said. And then, and, and then she, well, you put in the text message, he said, well, I, you know, and she said, how? How did you find that information? She wanted him to say, Wade told me. Or I saw him together. You know, I knew him. Wade told me. You know, his business partner. Everybody knew it. But in saying he didn't say that, uh, she said, who told you? And he said, uh, well, I was speculating. Oh, really? So he was being interviewed by the attorney for Donald Trump's defendants to throw out the most important case in the history of politics against a former president. And he had the balls to just speculate on his answer for the testimony he was going to give in the court case. He just made it up. Please. I mean, nobody is that outrageously reckless. And he just testified that he is. He also, do you hear him say, he said, well, I, you know, I, 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 did you lie? And, well, I'm, yeah, I might have uh, might have lied. I'm not sure. Oh, my God. Like four times he said, uh, you know, I might have lied. <laughs> oh, my God. Real quick, Rock is on the line. He wants to chime in real quick. Rock, you're on the radio, my friend. What's up? What do you think? Hey, camera, this is a perfect... Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. 
Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. A fruit of the poisonous tree. Everything this guy says, once he admits he's a liar, you can throw out everything he said. And basically what this gets down to is Bradley thought he was making moves on the big blonde. Getting, giving her, feeding her information yeah. and trying to impress her. Yeah. And what she was doing was setting him up. Yeah. And all these questions are a setup to something else. When he said he hasn't contacted anybody, he just con- contradicted himself. Five minutes later, said he was texting with the lady. The yeah. Line. Yeah. And you said you wasn't contacting anybody. Yeah. This is real life law. And, order. and I- when you go after a president of the United States, you better have all your ducks in a row. But, you know, again, to me, and again, you know, I've, I, I took communications law, but I don't know anything about the law. It's, it's, so, it's too freaking right. complicated. It's all nonsense. But when you watch it, and if you've never been actually in a court case and watched the minute-by-minute the yeah. minute minutiae of stuff, this is a perfect example of the obfuscation and the deliberate yeah. denials and lies and, and, and just sneaky, snaky, weaselly, <laughs> greasy testimony to try to, not, to, try right. to get out of telling the freaking truth. Unbelievable. This is, <laughs> this is the Fulton County Good Old Brothers Network. Yep. It works all over Fulton County. Yep. They get away with this crap. They make fun of white people in small southern towns. This is what goes on in Fulton County. Yeah. This it, stuff just like what you're seeing. It's a scandal. It's a disgrace. And, and, and hell, Georgia. Georgia, the other big story in the nation today, the biggest story in the nation right, is this. And the second biggest story yeah. is what happened to that beautiful little girl, Lakin, uh, Riley, right. at the University of Georgia campus about the illegal yeah. immigrants and the whole issue Kimmer. of murderers coming across a free border. Thank you, Georgia, Kimmer, for making the news. Kimmer, rever- reverse the roles. Joe Biden calls the most un- obscure people, if you're the yeah. right color, a victim. He'll call you and, and talk to your family. He's not even called Lake and Riley's family. Yeah. And he's going to the border on the day of her funeral. Yeah. On the very day of her funeral. Well, I think it's that Friday. He's going only, Thursday, but still. Yeah. Now, the other Thursday, thing. Her funeral is Thursday. Yeah. Well, uh, well, okay. I thought her funeral was Friday. If they've changed it tomorrow, I don't. I, I'm not sure. Anyway, whatever. I, I don't know whether you heard Pete yesterday played the the speech that President uh, White Trash gave over about the George Floyd case, and he went on yeah. and on on the poor, the victim, and the American people. And he hasn't said squat for his illegal no. immigrant murderer that he led in the country. If you're a certain color of victim, he will call you. Yeah. If you're not, he will ignore you, yeah. which is sick and hateful. Yeah. It's very. It's, anybody, it's, yeah. who, anybody who would vote for Biden, you got to keep that in mind. That's the kind of person you're dealing with. That's white trash. Uh, Rock, thanks, man. I, I really appreciate it. At 403, we're going to go back to court as soon as they do. I mean, this is just, uh, honestly, it. I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I'm just, I'm, uh, and it's, it's typical. Here we go. My God. <clears throat> and then uh, I don't want to get too far into anything because we're going to go back to the court shortly. Uh, but the uh, the father of a man who's uh, the father of a son who was killed by another illegal immigrant uh, reacted to the murder of uh, this uh, Lincoln Riley and the result of Democrats border policies. Who doesn't know this? 
Yeah, I mean, my God. And he still hasn't answered the question. And by the way, has anybody even asked him the question? How do you feel, sir, about an illegal, illegal immigrant? And because of your freaking policies uh, that he was not only a, a murderer, he was allowed to get out of jail after he committed a crime in a whole other state, was able to flee and go anywhere he wanted to, came to Georgia to commit murder. And it was all because of your policies. If Trump had been president, he would not have been here. And he certainly would have been out, let out of jail. God, I mean, I just, it's just, how can you, how can you vote for these people? Seriously, how can you vote for these people? Oh my, are we going back? I think we're back live, uh, Flounder. Let's check in back again. The star witness is this guy, the former never, partner, Terrence Bradley um, of the Loverboy. He's trying to deny that he knew when the affair started. Willis was never um, where I would pick up the phone and talk to her, or that she would, um, or anything like that. So you, you didn't hang out with Miss Willis? You didn't have a personal relationship with her? No, I, I never had a personal relationship. I mentioned before that I went to a dinner that was after she um, was elected um, that was at a steakhouse, but it was some 75 to 100 people there. So you knew of her. You just didn't have a, a business relationship or a personal relationship with her, or at least a close one. I knew of her from my, she was on, in the DA's office and I had criminal cases, but I did not personally know her, no. I'm not sure who and this not having is. known her, not really hanging out with her, uh, you've got a contract from her office. I'm going to just object as to cumulative, asked and answered throughout the multiple All right, weeks. Mr. Kishore, I think we covered this ground on the That's a judge. 16th about the contracts. Do you have a, are you going somewhere else with this? I am, Judge. If you give me a little latitude, I'll right. tie it right now. Okay, you may proceed. I love that little latitude. It's like law and order, man. <laughs> That's a little latitude, Judge. Good working business relationship with Miss Willis. That's correct. <laughs> That's because Nathan Wade steered that contract to you. It's irrelevant, incompetent, and immaterial. I don't know how it came about. Sit down, Mr. Drag. It to me um, at the office about the contract. Sit down, Mr. Burger. <laughs> Who presented it to you, Mr. Wade? Yes. Um, is that and he owed you money? You said at one point. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> owed you what? money at one point. <laughs> I don't what? recall saying that he owes me money. Did he owe you money at one point? <laughs> so he didn't say it, but he did. Oh, yes. <laughs> Jesus, I see what I mean. Not that I recall saying that Mr. Way owes me or owed me money. I don't recall ever saying that. Oh, I didn't ask whether you ever said that. I said, did he owe you or did he uh, owe you money in the past? No, he didn't owe me money. <laughs> and so... I thought he paid for the trip to... Uh... You, he steered this contract to you, to your office, and you weren't really talking to him? You hadn't talked to him for two years? The contract was in 2021. I didn't leave until 2022. And so you didn't talk with him that whole time? I left in 2022. I haven't really spoke to him since 2022 is what I stated. When I That's left June of, um, He's not of 2022, the around June, August, dates of 2022. One last question. Other than your attorney, who did you speak with today about giving testimony in this case today? Uh, I spoke to my attorneys, Charles Graham and B.C. Chopra. 
And I have nothing further, Your Honor. All right. Uh, and again, I'll just double check to make sure. Did Mr. Cromwell ever join us by Zoom? Do we? All right, thank you. So just for the record, Mr. Cromwell has been apparently watching the proceeding. He had waived his client's presence and didn't have any other questions as well. So Another turning Trump it over to Mr. Abadi. Uh, defendant. And I have no questions. All right. Mr. Bradley, you can step down. Thank you, sir. Um, Judge, you want these exhibits? Uh, well, not, uh, let's hold on for a second see where he's going. If they're taking a break, we'll... Breakaway. I wonder what's going on now. Just see what's going on. That was a disaster for this guy. What a slimy witness. And what, uh, just by way of proffer, what about the text? Just to admit, so when other people asked about the text, some of them were in the record today, so I organized them. That's Ms. Marshall. They've been talked about today, so I just organized them. I just wanted for a point of reference to have them. Okay. okay. Um, I'm just trying to wait to Mr. see what Bradley they're... For that? If they're I don't believe so. But they're breaking. Have you marked them? Yes. Have you showed them to the state? I gave the, a copy to the state, but so right. these Mr. are... Mr. Bradley, just hang on just for one second, just to make sure. I'll give you all of them. Any of them? Just doing a little paper work. Hold loose for a second. 409, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. And while he's looking at that, Mr. Bradley handed me uh, defense exhibit 23, 24, 25. Judge, I didn't realize that they were... Bradley was the guy testifying, the lawyer. Oh, is that from the hearing? Partner. Uh, yeah. From on Friday. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for returning those. <laughs> a little jovial uh, thievery going on in the courthouse, apparently. <laughs> Courtroom merriment. <laughs> Oh, those wacky lawyers. You know, they're known for their sense of humor, aren't they? The judicial joviality. Oh, yeah. Sharkiness, blackheartedness. Anything else in your binder? <laughs> Good. Okay, and have Wouldn't we come like any conclusions on... Uh, my binder. I'm sorry, how did you mark it? I, I marked it binder. I think we're right 39. Surprisingly, the our defense exhibit 39 right. is uh, tendered and admitted without objection. Well, no. It, I, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. It's messages that weren't referenced today with, uh, are confronted. Uh, okay. As it relates to Mr. Bradley. So these are additional text messages, uh, Ms. Merchant? Yeah, so what So what I did was they objected that they weren't complete because, like, the first part of the text wasn't there. It was just, like, oh, there was something before that that was said. So what I did was I spent this whole time trying to line them up so that I had the beginning of the text, the middle, based on their objection. They have all the text. They can admit all of them if they want to complete. And I... All right. Um, I... Uh, how about I'll, I'll just do this. Just I understand the trouble. Uh, desire just to have the complete text chain, uh, just for purposes of completing the record. Uh, you know, I, I think that there's no point in having him sit here and authenticate every single one of them. So I'm willing to admit it as a court's exhibit, and the, only the exhibits though that had been previously tendered or referenced in testimony would be ones that actually are relied on for making any findings, but just so it's on the record, we have the complete text chain. Should that ever be an issue for some reason? Any thoughts about that, Mr. Avani? Uh, my only thoughts are this is not the complete text chain. I was yeah. able to briefly look at Ms. Uh, Merchant's phone when she allowed us to have it for okay. 10 seconds, minutes, and um, there are text messages I know that I saw that are not in what is purported to be states of the 39. Okay. All right. Ms. Merchant, what about that? I let them take screenshots of the ones that they thought 
weren't there and he sent them to himself on my phone. I have also offered to hook my phone up to whatever it is. My phone's an iPhone, his is an Android. I can't download like you could in a normal text. I told them if they had a system to get all of my texts, they could have every single one. We can definitely do that. Your Honor, uh, yeah, Mr. Rice. Texts that she's submitting now and tendering it to evidence, um, they are specific parts of the conversation. The entire oh my text God. Are we those particular parts, given the witness's testimony, should be admitted to substance. This is why it costs so much money to do anything involving the law. It's got to get 800 bucks an hour. Um, sure. I think that's a fair point that if he had been uh, confronted with a particular text, that could have been the opportunity to admit it as a prior inconsistent statement for impeachment. Yeah, so screw you. Uh, and some of them were. Uh, but apparently some of them were not. I'm taking those out. There, so it's going to, I'm taking out the ones that they said he wasn't confronted with, and I'm just going to admit the ones that he wasn't confronted with. That's fine. It just makes it more confusing, but it's... All right. Here it goes. All right, so he's going to take care of that. Marked. Newly compiled 39. Let's see what the state thinks of that one. Uh, they're going to object. But anyway, I don't know. If that's now what is being discussed, again, I don't see a need for Mr. Bradley to be here any longer, so I'm going to excuse him at this point. Thank you, Mr. Bradley. Okay, off goes the sleazy, sneaky, yes, that's right. greasy, duplicitous, obfuscating, Freaking attorney at law. Good God. 413, Kimber Pete Flounder. We'll come back, figure out what's going on and where we go from here and have the actual program with a Kimber Pete and Flounder on your Tuesday. Here we go. <laughs> Doing 419. It's only me. It's only the Kimber with Pete Davidson Flounder. And, uh, wow, we'll talk more about this court case stuff and all the news coming. First of all, back to the kind of more normal program, a little U2 here. We'll do a U2 here, Flon. I'm changing the tone there. Though. There we go. Hello. U2 2010. U2 raked in more money than any other music act in America making $109 million from touring and sales and royalties, twice as much as the second place Bruce Spring Cheatstein, uh, who took home $58 million, uh, and he used that to uh, cheat on his wife, uh, followed by Madonna, $47 million, ACDC, again, this is 2010, ACDC, $44 million, Coldplay, the most successful British group, Number eight on the list of money makers with about $27 million. Again, this was listed in 2010. It was from the year 2009 when they got it. Uh, Kevin Pete and Founder birthday list includes that naughty little five foot two inch Kate Mara. Now, she's kind of gotten a little boyish uh, lately, but uh, man, she used to be a hottie. Uh, she was Zoe Barnes on uh, House of Cards. You may remember her as Sue Storm in the Fantastic Four reboot. Uh, but I remember her uh, in the Bob Lee Swagger, uh, what's his name, with the uh, was a set up and uh, uh, the uh, movie where they uh, they they shot his dog and so he got mad and he killed all the guys and uh, it was a senator and set him up and the black guy Danny Glover was the black guy uh, killer. What the hell's the name of that movie with uh, uh, not Matt Damon, the other one? Uh, who was the other blonde guy? 
Oh, God. I can't believe this. <laughs> I hate when I do this. Anyway, Kate Mayer is 41. She and her sister Rooney are NFL royalty. Their dad is the Mara family dad, founded and still owns the New York Giants. And their mom's family is the Rooney's, who founded and still own the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kate Mara, 41. What the hell was the name of that movie? Was, he was set up for the, an assassination attempt, and oh, my God, I can't believe I do that. Oh, I've seen it 50 times. Uh, and, he go, and the last thing is he goes to the cabin where they're all there, and he kills them all and blows it up and stuff, and then goes off with her in the car. Come on, you're I, killing me. I, I think this is a dream you have. <laughs> Everybody knows. Somebody's got it. I can't believe it's a very famous movie. And, he, uh, and so uh, Bob, Bob Lee swaggered, you're free to go. They arrested him and charged him, and he changed the firing pins and all his weapons so they couldn't prove that he was trying to assassinate the guy. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. Uh, he was a sniper. Oh, jeez. Anyway, well... Uh, our uh, our history list today includes uh, 1973. More. Uh oh, I got a. Uh, oh, somebody. Oh, I think somebody. We got uh, uh, Shannon Sniper. No, that's not it. <laughs> it's something like that, though. It's something very Mark much Wahlberg? like. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, Mark. Yeah, no. Oh hell, yeah. It wasn't Sniper. Oh, sh- a shooter, shooter. Maybe something like that. Shooter, I think, maybe. <laughs> Thank you, Shannon, for trying to help the camera. I think it was Shooter. Huh? Yes, it was Shooter. Shooter. Yeah, Shooter. Great movie. 2007. There you go. Great movie. Really good movie. Well, action movie. FBI involved, and uh, it was really cool. Danny Glover so was in it. Danny so Glover. Doing yeah, like I said. 2009. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. she was in the movie, and she was freaking hot. She had that little love chin bump thing going. And every girl I've ever known or seen with that little love dent there, or just want to go over there with her thing there. So I'll give her a little nibble. <clears throat> Sorry, that was wrong. Uh, I don't even know her. Uh, 1973, uh, more than 200 members of the American Indian Movement, AIM, took over the reservation at Wounded Knee by force. The occupation occupation lasted until May. It was the deadliest mass shooting in American history. The U.S. Army slaughtered 300 Indians, Sioux Indians. And they, uh, you remember the uh, Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee. It was the American Indian Movement in uh, 1973. Uh, Men, women, and children. Just slaughtered them. Uh, Wow. Uh, Let's see. By the way, 423. That that very first uh, exciting first hour, by the way, was brought to you at our very good friends by First Liberty Building and Loan. If you need financing to grow your business, then visit firstlibertyga.com. Whether you're listening at 3 o'clock or any hour, uh, First Liberty folks, thank you so much. All right. Uh, 423, Cameron Pete and Flounder. Uh, Wow. Uh, A couple quick things. Um, uh, Shogun's on tonight. The series show, the new series uh, remake, Shogun, and I'll bet it's going to be fantastic. Fantastic! I've seen the previews, and with, with modern technology compared... What was the last one, in the 80s? A Richard Chamberlain was at 80, yeah. 82, 4, 5, somewhere in the mid, low... Anyway, and, and, and that was great. I mean, that was really well done. I'll bet this one's going to be spectacular with, with all the special effects they can do and everything. And modern, yeah, That's going to be cool. Anyway, so it starts tonight. I don't know how long it goes. I don't know how many uh, episodes. I haven't looked into it. I just know it's on tonight. Although I wasn't sure because I had power outage this morning, 1 o'clock to one twenty-two, And I look over and my, my clock is dark. My bedside clock, whenever I get up three, four times a night, and I always like to see what time it is. And my, I went over, and the, uh-oh, there's no lights. And I looked up, there's no lights. There's no power. Power's out five hours this morning. 
So that kind of messed me up <laughs> anyway. So everything's not. So I've got hope that my, my TV, I can start recording things by the time I get home. Because it throws off, it knocks off everything. I had, I had to reprogram my alarm box. And by the way, that scares the crap out of me because I know I'm going to hit the wrong thing. And it's going to set off the alarm and I won't be able to turn it off. I just, I mean, I, you know, I always think like that. <laughs> anyway. So I find everything's fine now. I fixed it, and I'm pretty damn happy with myself. I'll be honest with you that I could figure out how to reset my alarm. Clock. Is, is that is that what I have to look forward to? <laughs> yes, is it waking is. Waking up in the middle of the night and finding out what time it is. <laughs> well, re- remember the time. <clears throat> I'm not making this up. Remember the time when I told you I woke up and looked over. It was 3:33, and the next time I woke up, it was 4:44. And the next time I woke up, it was 5.55. And I remember saying, thank God there's no 6.66. I mean, that was true. I, those three t- I look over, and that was the exact times. So I'm not making that up. I don't, know, I don't know what that means or if it means anything. I'm probably nothing. Just uh, stand. It's like you know, the old Bob Newhart routine. Oh, why am I talking like this? I should do the news. Well, the old Bob Newhart routine where he says the, uh, the, uh, the theory of infinity is that if you, for example, if you take an infinite number of monkeys and you set them down at an infinite number of typewriters and just let them poke away, at some point in the future, just out of the, the, the law of odds and infinity and, uh, and so forth, uh, at some point they would type and print all of the great classics. And so Bob said, for example, uh, they were taking out of the laboratory and uh, uh, they're overseeing the typists and the monkeys are typing away. And, uh, and one of the research assistants says, uh, OK, so, oh, Bob, Bob, hold it. Come on over here now. We may we may have something, Bob. Let me uh, let me check this now with the uh, with our with our monkey client 842. Let me look over your shoulder here to uh, be or not to be. That is the Gazornin Platt. You see what's, what's not really... Swatoon's on the horn. <laughs> Thank, Thank God. God. <laughs> 427. Hey, Swatoon, you're on, a, you're on a shut up. You're on the radio. How you doing? <laughs> um, okay. Hey, give me a question for you. Yeah. You just said that uh, your alarm goes off and there's no power. Why would you say that the radio? So nobody, now everybody knows how to get your alarm disabled. Oh well, no, no, I don't. I don't. Oh, <laughs> well, no, actually, there. You know, the, now see, that's the thing. A lot of people think that's the way to do it. However, if you have an alarm system which also has the telephone connection link, if someone cuts your power cord, you're not going to lose your alarm system. So, but lot, now burglars know that, but they know if they cut your if they cut your power cord, most of the time your alarm system goes off and they can break into your house. However, if you have the special uh, Kimmer style phone link for the uh, big time Charlie alarms, it won't do any good, and you will catch them. And if I catch them, they're dead. <laughs> so. Well, but, I mean that's that's why you lock your doors so you can <laughs> save their lives. Yeah, there you go. Hey, it's right, Jim. I gotta uh, go. You're killing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're we're double talking here. You you go, your turn. I thought you said bye. I just oh, hung I up on. I thought, I thought he, I, I thought call he, back, Swatoon. Call I know, back. I'm sorry. You know, well, there's there's like a second go thing here with this digital thing here we got going here. So, and it's just just the way it goes. Four zero four seven four one twelve thirty. Four zero four seven four one one two three zero. We'll get back to the court case if and when they come back. I don't know whether they're done for the day or ever. I'm, they're not done forever because he's going to have to come up with a decision, and I don't know how much more testimony he needs to make it. 
I think there's a lot more to come, but I don't know whether it's going to be an open court or whether it's something he does in chamber. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Again, more about uh, about Lake and Riley from uh, yeah, the University of Georgia nursing student. And they're um, the, the, the father of a 25 year old who was killed by another illegal invader alien. Uh, said uh, the, the Democrats border policies. And they're just giving excuses as to why uh, uh, Lake and Riley's murder uh, suspect was allowed to walk free. DHS said, oh, we don't have any detention beds. We have to release them. Out here in California, we have a prison called uh, Aldelanto. It has 2,000 beds. Eight of them are occupied, this father writes. So there were more than enough detention spaces to put the guy in, even though we shouldn't have allowed him in the country to begin with. So none of this surprises me. Uh, his son was coming home one night. Illegal alien tried to make a last-second left-hand turn. They collided. The suspect stopped. And, uh, if the suspect had stopped and called for help, his son would be alive. Instead, the illegal invader alien accelerated, drove over his son's body, got stuck, backed up, and drove over him a second time, then went forward to get over again. Somebody jumped in front of the car. He stopped him with his tire on my son's abdomen, unquote. It never ends. And these are your Democrats. These are your Democrats. And President Scumbag White Trash is going to go to the border tomorrow, uh, not the same place Donald Trump's going, and he's going to blame Republicans for the disaster at the border. He's going to claim that the border is not secure, even though they claimed for three years it was, because of Republicans. This is the most disgraceful. This slimy, slimy little scumbag president of ours is a disgrace. He's a freaking traitor to the country. And he's, he's a duplicitous snake. God, 4.30, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. We got a lot going on here. How you doing? It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. 4.34 with Pete and the Flounder. 106.3. Bobby Brown here. Yeah? Let's do it, Bobby. Al, tough guy, Bobby Brown, 2007, was sentenced to 30 days in jail and fined almost 20 grand in unpaid child support. An arrest warrant was issued in October 2006 after he failed to show up at a hearing on overdue child support for Kim Ward, the mother of his two children. So I don't, he didn't beat her up, did he? Was that wasn't the beating up of uh, Bobby? Uh, he, that, he didn't beat up that one. Let's let's be clear. That woman. That's what. Uh, wh- as far as we know. He did not beat up Kim Ward. So, again, let's, let's give credit for where, you know, credit's due. Uh, this is Black History Month. I mean, come on. Uh, 435. Let's, let's be honored of our black friends. Uh, birthday list includes uh, the hideous Ralph Nader. Ralph Nader. Guy, Ralph Nader is freaking 90. Good for you. Ralph, he spent his entire life warning people about crap that's hazardous. At his age, there's really only one thing left to worry about, birthdays. <laughs> that's what Seth Flounder thinks that's here. <laughs> uh, he wrote, of course, famous Rob Ralph Nader, the consumer advocate, unsafe at any speed about the Corvair. And again, a quick story. I think I may have told us seven or eight or nine, 15 years ago, uh, when I was at Camp Pendleton before I went to Vietnam, uh, trying to get around as a, I was a, a, a sergeant at the time, but then nobody had any money. And there's a bus system that's horrible. So you, you could spend two hours waiting at a bus stop at Camp Pendleton, which is like five 
500 miles big uh, to try to get into town to go see a movie for 50 cents. Uh, you know, it might wait two hours at a bus stop. It's just horrible. So I, you know, I uh, I asked my parents if they could send me some money to buy a car, and I bought I, I bought I saw an ad in the Camp Pendleton News, uh, at the Marine Corps News, and it was a for sale. It was a, a Corvair Monza convertible. A Spider, Corvair Monza Spider Convertible. That was a top-of-the-line Corvair Monza, which looked, by the way, looked uh, a front end, looked like the back end. It looked, it looked like it was coming or going either way. It was just like a square rectangle kind of thing. Anyway, so it was a hot little blue convertible, and I bought it, I think, for $700, and it was a piece of crap. I th- it, it worked on, like, two cylinders, and it would you know, only go, like, 40 miles an hour. But I would man, every time I drove it, I tried to get off Camp, off of Camp Pendleton. Uh, if I drove by a bus stop, man, uh, and I would always let, like, four guys in. To, to take him into town because it was so horrible. But anyway, so I bought that car. And then finally, uh, I had to, because I was going overseas, and so I sold it to a loop. Oh, I, oh, guy, I put it for sale in the paper, and uh, a guy, a, a lieutenant called. He said, Yeah, I'll meet, I want to buy that car. I'll meet you at the car. And he shows up, and he's got one arm, which is not a big deal, except. The Corvair Monza Spider Convertible was a four-speed <laughs> with a stick shift. And so he said, oh, God, I can't. So anyway, I, I got rid of it eventually. But anyway, so that was in my Corvair Monza Spider Convertible story, unsafe at any speed. It was a piece of crap. Uh, it was a beautiful a car. Hundred, <laughs> What's that? <laughs> knock a couple hundred off the price. I don't remember. I think stick. I sold it for almost nothing. I mean, it was. It, I think it started giving me trouble. It was a piece of crap. I mean, I bought it knowing that it would get me into town and back, and that was it. You weren't going to be taking any trips in this thing. I was just doing it to get into town to watch... Again, you know, that's all we did. It was nothing to do. I mean, if, you know, when, if you weren't working or working out or training or something, if you went into town to watch movies for 50 cents and they had marathons of, you know, westerns, and you could do it all day, all night, and because and the townies didn't like it, so you just you'd go to a movie theater and sit there for six hours or something for 50 cents. Anyway. Sorry, I don't know what <laughs> God. Uh, 438 almost with a camera Pete and Flounder. Oh, did I even mention my history? I didn't mention my history thing. I'm so sorry. On this day, 1951, the 22nd Amendment to the Constitution is ratified. It changes the law concerning terms of office for the presidency. And I'll bet you may not know this. Do you, uh, Pete and Flounder, do you know what the actual law says about how long a person can serve as president? Eight years. And Pete? Uh, eight years consecutively and eight years altogether, I think. Well, here's the rule. And this is pretty interesting. The Constitution Rule 1951, 22nd Amendment. The law was changed so that no man or woman may serve more than 10 years or two terms of office as president. So, in other words, like when LBJ, when JFK died. Ten years. Yeah. JFK died. LBJ could have run a second time. He, he, he filled out JFK's term, was there for four years, and then decided not to run in 68, remember? But he could have run and therefore would have served ten years. Or actually nine years. But, I mean, so, that, so the rule, which is pretty interesting. It's a rule in case the president dies in office. You want to have a consistency, and then the guy has a right to run for two terms. So that's why it's 10 years, which is, I think, pretty cool. And, uh, it may, you know, these freaking founders, man, and the guys even in 51 when they came up with it later, you know? What, what if he dies like William Henry Harrison like a month or two after he takes office? And do you kick the guy out after 10 years? I mean, well, no, no, he could. He would, well, he wouldn't be able to run. In other words, if he if he served uh, three and three quarters years, then he, that was three and three quarters. Then he could serve another full term, but he wouldn't be allowed to serve another four after that because that would be eleven. And you can't serve more than ten, so he could not run again. 
They, they wouldn't kick him out. They just he wouldn't let you, you could not run. You would not be eligible to run. But again, isn't that interesting why, why they did it that way? And it certainly makes sense to me. All right, 440, 440, can repeat and flounder. Oh, our president's stupid face, a turd brain. I hate this guy. Honestly, God, I hate this freaking guy. A couple of things. Flounder, you want, what do you want to do first? You want to do uh, Mr. Stupid Ice Cream Cone or you want to do the other one? Seth Meyers one. Uh, let's two see Seth up. Meyers then the uh, ice cream. Cone. Okay, uh, he was. Uh, of course, you know, he, he suddenly makes an appearance. He's certainly not going to go on, you know, Fox News, <laughs> you know, on the Five or something. So he goes on to the Seth Meyers show with a little uh, late night host uh, Monday night last night, and immediately instead of talking about how you know uh, the troubles he's had and all of his responsibilities, he just starts blasting Donald Trump. Here is on Seth Meyers. What do you would you want to do? What's your twenty twenty four agenda because I feel like we live in such crazy times that that is one of the things I feel we hear less about look the 2020 agenda is to finish the job. So I had it wrong. That's him saying the 2020 agenda when Seth asked him what his plans were for 2024 and he said 2020. Uh So again he got the wrong year. Got the wrong freaking year. Good lord. Uh, he he just he he says, well, you know, what's going on for? He says, well, number one, you got to take a look at the other guy. He's as old as I am. Can't remember his wife's name. Ha <laughs> ha. Number two, it's about how old your ideas are. Ha <laughs> ha. What would happen if Trump's back in the White House? Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it's not, you know. So he's trying to complain that Donald Trump's too old, uh, and that he can't remember his wife's name. I mean, my God. I just okay, and now and now, what is the deal with him and the ice cream cones? When is the last time that a, that an eighty-year-old man was hanging around ice cream parlors uh, to get his uh, chocolate mint chip kind of deal? Two reasons. One, it makes him look like, oh, Uncle yeah. Joe, look at him. He's at the ice cream party. Yeah. Two, there's a lot of kids hanging around there, That's being a right. pedo probably. Yeah. He likes that. Somebody may need a hair sniffing. Some little girl maybe not had her hair sniffed or fondled uh, behind her back. It's, it's pot. It could have happened. Anyway, so uh, and here, uh, here, so he's at an ice cream shop, and here's how he d- instead of doing an actual interview about what's happening with one of the most important stories in the world right now is whether we're heading toward World War III because of Israel and Hamas and uh, and uh, Ukraine and everything else. So when a reporter asks him a serious question, he's sucking, slurping on his ice cream cone, uh, and this is this is the kind of serious uh, nature he, he deals with the issue. Can you give us a sense of when you think that ceasefire? Ceasefire is the question. Well, I hope. By the, the beginning of the weekend. I mean, the end of the weekend. Yeah, we. At least my, my, my national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. It's not done yet. And my hope is by next Monday, we'll have a ceasefire. Okay, thank you. Oh, now back to the ice cream, because, you know, you don't want to be... I mean, you know, that. well, we may have a ceasefire. It's got to, man, he's screwed. His leftist people are in Michigan are telling him not to vote for him. They're, they're saying to vote for no, none of the above or something, you know, a next candidate Muslims. or something. Huh? Muslims. Muslims. It's unbelievable. Oh, Michigan, Hamtramck. Oh, my God. It's like, you know, parts of Minnesota, Michigan, the upper north. Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> oh, he's kind of regular funny looking. <laughs> oh, looks like it's going to be a cold one tonight. <laughs> I'm not sure I agree with your police work there, Lou. <laughs> I think I'm going to bark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's a good place for lunch? Uh, is it uh, reasonable? <laughs> 
443. Good Lord. What a slime bag. Honest to God. Oh, and this is pretty funny, too. Uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams is now saying, stop sending all these people. Uh, he says it's a right to live in the city. You should be not committing and should not be committing crimes in our city. Uh, doubling down while speaking to a group at a town hall meeting in Brooklyn, uh, saying the sanctuary city law needs to be modified so any migrant who commits a felony can be turned over to ICE. Well, no kidding. It's only be- oh, sorry, I don't mean to be screaming at you. It's only because the slimy little scumbag who mashed in the skull of that sweet little Lakin girl uh, was an illegal alien sneak-in invader who got out of New York State. And they let him out of jail because they don't turn over criminals in New York to go get punished. And so it's Mayor Adams's fault and New York State's fault and the Democrats' fault and the open borders' fault for letting that slime bag in in the first place to commit murder. Yeah. And he just admitted there are laws on the books to handle this, and they refuse to enforce the laws. That's right. Yep. Uh, the police chief and his team focused on illegal mopeds, found many people committing crimes at drugs and guns. Uh, he says, well, not they're not all bad. Uh, there are a lot of them want to work, but a lot of them don't. Those people are committing crimes. We need to modify the sanctuary city law. So if you commit a felony, we turn you over to ICE and get you deported. Well, no kidding. I may, you know, they should be taking every freaking Democrat who's now saying, okay, we were wrong, and, and use them as, as part of the Republican commercial saying, even they are admitting now they screwed up. They're ruining your country. How else can you explain it? You know, and by the way, Mayor Adams, you little slime bag, it's a little late for Lake and Riley. It's because of you that the guy got out of jail to go murder that girl. Oh, now you're saying, well, we needed to crack down on and give them to ICE. A little late for Lake and Riley. Hope she's smiling down from heaven saying, oh, thank you for doing something for the rest of the people. You slimy little scumbag politician. You're the one who wanted the sanctuary city. You wanted a sanctuary state. Oh, I hate these people. I say, God. Uh, quarter five, quarter five, can't repeat and flounder, everything. So I still, well, not coming up, a flounder's funny. I, I'm not making that up. I guess it's about time. <laughs> I would can't repeat and flounder. Like <laughs> Look out. It's only me, it's only the Kimmer, Pete and Flounder, and Michael Jackson. 449. You got the beat, baby. You got the beat. All right. I can only hear Froggy. Right here it is. Well, it's on the stage. Is this all instrumental? <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. Light start. Didn't know whether you got to start something. 2004. A worker in a supermarket in Aspen, Colorado. Alerted the cops. He saw a guy shopping with his face covered by a mask. Police arrived with their guns drawn and said, Hold him up, Mr. Yo. Oh, it's Michael Jackson, sorry. <laughs> he was on holiday with his children. Uh, that was uh, 2004. <laughs> you can't, guy can't even go shopping. Well, I can't imagine. Can imagine being Michael Jackson. I mean, how can you, you know, you can't, like, go to the movies. <laughs> you're, not, you're not exactly going out to, you know, stop to pick up something at, you know, Steak and Shake, you know, <laughs> on the way home. <laughs> anyway, our birthday list includes Joanne Woodward. God bless her, 94 years old. Paul Newman's widow. She won an Oscar for The Three Faces of Eve. 
And they were they were lovers their entire adult lives together and apparently never strayed and never thought about it. And, and they were both nuts about each other. I think that's wonderful. I think that's great. Uh, a history list includes on this day, 1991. Well, that didn't take long. 91 this day, President George W. announces Kuwait is liberated. And the Allies will suspend combat operations at midnight, 1991. Boy, I remember that. And that was back when CNN was a respectable source. I mean, no, everybody watched CNN. Every, I mean, it was a, it was delight. Was, I mean, I, and again, remember when we first heard about twenty-four hour news? Oh my God! What are you kidding? What are they going to put on there? Remember? I mean, it was unbelievable. And but, but boy, that you know the Scud Stud or the Studs, yeah, Scud Stud and John Holloman, my old buddy, I worked with in nineteen seventy-two and three, and here in Atlanta was over there. And so anyway. Uh, 1991, uh, the war then mm. was basically over. Uh, 451. Uh, was that an um over something or just a, a general um? It, was he the one that you killed on Ambien? Or no, I, I, I no, in my, it was I, I, again the the uh, the proof. There's no the video. <clears throat> there's I can't. There's the common denominator. <laughs> I don't take that stuff. I'm telling you. I mean, honest to God. And when I try to get good. off, oh Jesus! Uh, oh. oh yeah, it worked like hell. It I think <laughs> I don't have a lot of memory about a, a lot of it. But I, I, and uh. man, when I tried to get off, and I was taking like I, I cut one in half, and then I cut one in quarter, and then I, and I like I scratched a little bit of it trying to. I mean, geez, I, I, I was miserable for weeks. Oh, you cannot plan to do anything no. the next day. No, the next no. month. I mean, uh, trust me. <laughs> anyway, uh, 452. Uh, Flounder, we're going to play that girl chick uh, that uh, Anthony sent me here in just a second. Have you got that over there available? Good. This is really cool. Uh, first of all, Taylor Swift's dad was with her this morning in Australia on the Sydney Wharfs, and they were all hanging around, uh, and apparently two guys were aggressively pushing their way toward Taylor Swift, grabbing at her security personnel, threatening to throw a female staff member into the water, according to uh, Taylor Swift's camp, and that's when her father Punched out a paparazzi. Uh, I love this. How, who would? What father wouldn't do that? A guy's trying to swarm his daughter, and they're coming right after, and he punches him out. Assaulted a 51-year-old guy at the wharf at 2:30 in the morning. Uh, her dad decided to add to the mix and throw a punch in. The, uh, she, the guy said she got off the yacht, umbrella overhead, a couple of security guards around her. They rushed, pushed us around. And the photographer said he didn't understand what prompted the uh, violent outburst. It was a shock. There was no need for it. I'll leave it to the police hands now. And so they arre- I guess they arrested Taylor Swift's dad for punching out a freaking paparazzi. He got too aggressive w- with his daughter. Well, no kidding. So? Jeez, you know, all these freaking... <laughs> pansies. Anyway, uh, uh, guys, this was incredible. Uh, my friend Anthony, who sends me around 300 videos a day on my message, uh, which I pre- no, no, I appreciate him. I really, it gives, yeah, you know, if I ever lose his job, I know what I can do. I, just, I swear to God, like 250, 300 every day. It's, yeah. it's a damn I, 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 send, got, I send some to you and Ben yeah. and Flounder. Anyway. Uh, uh, I got two or three guys who do that, too. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Anyway, uh, who knows what women want? Nobody knows what women want, but check this out. Here's a woman on social media who says sometimes, ladies, please listen to this very carefully, sometimes a man just has to be a man, and you have to understand it. Almost every blue-collar man's toxic trait is that his mind and body's check engine light are on, (laughs) but he's still driving around at about 120, (laughs) like, nah, I'm fine. (laughs) And if you're a woman who's with one of these men, 
You know, we can't make them take a sick day or go to the doctor. We can't make them drink less caffeine or use less nicotine. We can't make them eat healthier or sleep more, but we can be that place where their mind and body feel safe to rest so that that check engine light goes off. And I know this can be difficult because we have our own needs too, but just imagine if you're meeting his needs so that check engine light goes off, how much better he'll be able to meet your needs. Just a little food for thought. Huh? You know, just it's so simple. You know, honestly, I, I don't think women have any idea how easy we are. I mean, how, I mean, seriously, am I, I mean, if you, if you just go up to your guy once in a while and say, God, honey, I love you so much. I'm so glad you're my big, strong man. Cause I know I can always rely on you and God, I'm so glad you're in my life. Pow. We kill for you. I mean, just, you know, just, I mean, just pretend, I mean, just, just fake it. Okay. Just, you know, just write down a couple of fake lines when your spare time and then use them on your man. When you, you know, when you just, just go up and throw your arms around and say, God, I'm so glad you're such a man. I just, I feel so, I feel so protected when I'm around you. Boom, pow. And then go do whatever you're doing. I guarantee you, he will never forget it. A warm meal. Uh, a, a nice roll in the hay every now and then. That's all we. That's all we're looking You're for. Make us a me. sandwich. Put your arms you know? around him and say, "I love you, baby. I'm so glad I I, I found you." You know, and then go about your. Bu- I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. God, I, I mean, what do you got to be a freaking power trip all the freaking time? I mean, I, you know, well, you know, I can get. I don't have to do that. Jesus, you know. Yeah, I know a frog doesn't eat a bicycle. Okay, what's that got to do with it? Actually, it's time I get a, a new girlfriend, at least for a little while, because I've discovered not one but two holes, one in my shirt and one in my pants. And I, I need someone to sew it because I don't know how to sew. No, I don't think that's the, the proper. <laughs> yeah, well, take your ass to Walmart and buy yourself a new pair. I mean, come on. You know, they do sell those. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You can buy a pair of women at Walmart? I didn't know you. <laughs> Blow up ones, yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, I mean, isn't that just. Isn't that just so simple i mean i mean really seriously and she's she's not saying you know you know don't do anything for yourself and just take care of your man all that's not that's not what she's saying understand your guy is a guy and and you know about you know you know we used to be the hunters and the killers and, and to bring it back to you you know so a little appreciation once in a while would be nice <laughs> but even if you fake it just fake it Oh, God, I'm so glad you're my big, strong man. <laughs> we freaking melt for you. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. Oh, God. Does Veronica ever do that, Diff? I shouldn't say. Never mind. I, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, I mean, but you, I mean, and, and, no, I was just going to say, does Veronica ever, she's so sweet. I just love your girlfriend. Have you ever come up to you and just, you know, just say, oh, God, I'm so glad I'm, I'm around you or something, just to make you feel better. But it's just so easy. She does, just, she does it all the time. You see? I mean, I, I mean, you just, they're, they're treasures. And it's so, it's, it's so simple. I don't know. Why am I dwelling on this? Oh, by the way, speaking of dwelling, Nancy Mace was just on TV. Uh, she was on Fox News talking about something. Nancy Mace is that hottie congresswoman from South Carolina who was testifying when she had to go to the, to the uh, breakfast prayer dinner that time at like 530 in the morning. She got and she, oh, she, yeah, she yeah. testified, my boyfriend, Gra- oh, do we have that sound bite still? <laughs> we should play that sound bite. We still have it somewhere. But anyway, she, uh, she was saying how her, her boy, she said, I was almost late because she actually said, 
said this on television. I was I was almost late because my boyfriend grabbed me by the waist and wanted me to come back to bed. I said, no, I got to go. I got to go. I said, no, there's plenty of time, baby. There's plenty of time. I'm starting without you. It's okay. We got plenty of time. Well, she was just on TV, and she was wearing, and she looked, she's so beautiful. Uh, and she's she was wearing large, hot pink earrings, big, big square pink earrings and pink lipstick. And she looked like some kind of a Hawaiian tropical yeah, I can play it now, drink. but then we'll have to go right to break. Okay, here we go, real quick. This together, another year, another standing room only event. And when I woke up this morning at 7, I, I was getting picked up at 7.45. Patrick, my fiancé, tried to pull me by my waist over this morning in bed. And I was like, no, baby, we don't got time for yes, that this yeah, morning. Yes, we do. Uh, got I got to get to the prayer breakfast. No, no, we got it. And I got to be on time. No, it's good. We got it. We got it. And, I swear well, to God. TMI, but, um, lots of time. <laughs> lots of time. Almost 5 o'clock. Uh, baby, I swear to God. <laughs> Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Together, ladies, left shoulder, right up blank, ready on your dog target. road guards out. Look out! It's only me. It's only the camera. How you doing, five hundred three? With Pete Davis and Flounder at the controls on one hundred six three. Here's the phone number: four zero four seven four one twelve thirty. Four zero four seven four one one two three zero. If you want to join us, we had a lot of uh, a court for like an hour and a half. We covered live the court trial going on today, and a couple of the highlights this is the Fanny the Floozy trial on whether or not she should be disqualified, and and whether, in fact, possibly whether the case ought to be thrown out against Donald Trump and those, what, 17 defendants uh, on the RICO charges, which the whole thing is a bunch of crap anyway. And now they're being caught being in, in collusion with each other and lying under... I mean, this is unbelievable. Uh, the, uh, the Nathan Wade is the, uh, the, the uh, boy toy of Fanny the Floozy, and his partner, former divorce uh, attorney and partner, uh, was testifying today, and his name is Terrence Bradley, and he was on the stand for almost two hours, well, I, I, well, more than two hours, actually, uh, and he testified uh, pertaining to the romantic relationship. He tried to get out of saying anything that he had said before in text messages to the attorneys representing the Donald Trump defendants. 
Uh, the judge overseeing the case uh, determined some of Wade's communications with his former lawyer, Terrence Bradley, who was on the stand today, were not covered by attorney-client privilege. Every time in the last hearing, when they tried to get him to say, what did you, what did you know about their relationship and when did you know it, his attorney would say, objection, Your Honor, uh, pri- privileged communication. And finally, the judge said, no, no, that not all of that is true at all, so we're putting you back on the stand. That's why he was on the stand today. Uh, he, uh, um, uh, the, the judge met privately with them before the hearing. Uh, yesterday, Ash- Ashley Merchant, the lawyer for Trump defendant Michael Roman, asked him when the relationship began, and he said, uh, I can't remember the date. I do not have knowledge of when it started. It's relevant because Merchant's argued that Wade and Willis were already romantically involved when she put him on the case. Uh, she asked him about a text message he sent claiming the pair had been involved before Willis was elected DA. He said he was speculating. I never witnessed anything. She said, Wade was speculating. He said, well, at some point, <coughs> Wade the boy toy, told him that he was dating Willis, but he said, I can't tell you what date that was, adding the remark was made in confidence. Asked later if Wade had told him he'd had sex with Willis in the law office she was renting, he said, I do not remember him saying that. In other words, if he said, well, I really, I, I, uh, I really wrecked that chick, man. I banged that broad all night long. Uh, but the question was, did he say he had sex with her? He said, no, he never said that. Uh, so she should have asked, did he say, I banged that chick, I really wrecked that chick all night long? He would have had to say yes. You know, see what I mean? I mean, if the word that she said, did he say, the, you know, what, what, when did they start their relationship? He said, well, I don't know the date. He didn't know the day, no kidding. But he knew the season of the year. Oh, God, I mean, this is what he did huh. every freaking minute for two freaking stinking hours. Uh, pressed on text messages, he said they took several trips together. Oh, he said, any knowledge that I have of any trip would have come from my client at the time. Well, that's not the point. And, and, and he said, well, he said, uh, well, you know, I don't know about the, they, they used his credit card to go on the trip, a business credit card to go on the trip and then repaid him. Uh, and, and so the, Ashley Merchant, the lawyer said, well, uh, uh, did he, did he uh, use your credit card to go on a trip? And the guy, the guy in the stand said, well, uh, I don't know if, about a trip. I didn't, you know, I, and she said, I'm not asking you if you were there to see them on the trip, sir. I'm asking them if they went on a trip and charged it on your credit card. And then he had, and see what I mean? It's unbelievable. He wouldn't give a straight answer. Sleazy, slimy, greasy, duplicitous, freaking lawyers. And then, and then another text message he had where he asked if they had been involved before she was DA. He had said, absolutely. Wait, the text message, he said, absolutely they were involved. When she asked him about it today, he said, well, that was speculation on my part. Really? So you're telling me that when he was being grilled by the attorney for the other side, that she was saying, when did you know this? And is it true that they were doing it? And he said, absolutely. So he would just make it up when he was being grilled by the attorney for the other side? Really? He would lie about saying something that would help them and then deny it later that he was speculating? He's lying! God, I hope they put them all in jail. What a disgrace. This, the two big stories in America right now, and hell, for that matter, around the world, are this slimy case in Fulton County and the slimy result of the DA in, uh, uh, in New York and also in, Fulton, in uh, Clark County of that murderer sneaked in the country thanks to the Democrats and murdered that innocent girl in broad freaking daylight. George has an interesting tweet. He says the worst decision in Fannie Willis ever made was indicting Trump White House staffer Michael Roman. He is known in D.C. as the best opposition researcher. If you want dirt on your enemy, you call Roman. 
Willis basically killed her case by indicting this guy for no reason, and he <laughs> sicked his dogs Well, on there you are. It's his representative who's doing all this. And then when Steve Sadow came on, holy cow, I wish we could play back that whole, like, 40 minutes. I mean, Sadow was saying, no, sir, what I'm asking you, yes or no, did you say in the text message? And he still would try to get out of it. It was just unbelievable. Slimy, sneaky, duplicitous. God, how could you trust these freaking people? I mean, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a disgrace. Tell the truth. She got caught. T- tell the truth. So what? You lose a case. It's still, you know, you got to, how could, I, you know, they're lying under oath. They're they are deliberately trying to mislead the court under oath as an attorney under oath. Okay, forget yeah. it, Kimmer. It's Sorry. Fulton County. I know. I mean, I forget see it, Jake. Who the hell it's am I? Chinatown. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Geddes. <laughs> forget it, Jake. Chinatown. Oh, God. Honestly, I, I, what is going on here? I mean, how can you have such a lack of character to just admit it? I mean, you got caught. You got caught. Anyway, I'm sorry. Was that a phone call, Flounder? I just screwed up here. They're all gone now? No, you're good. Okay. Uh, I I mean, honestly, it's it's, it's just disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. The despicable. God. Uh, By the way, can we do the, uh, the Beatles thing here? Uh, the, the Paul McCartney thing? Sure. We got a time for uh, a kind of change of pace. I'm, and we're going to do a Flounder's Funny, I swear to God. I'm, I've been so bad at this. Uh, he, this is incredible. The song Yesterday by Paul McCartney and the Beatles is at what people thought it was about uh, people breaking up, uh, a, a regretful remark by somebody. That's, well, guess what? The origin of the song Yesterday and the lyrics in particular I'll mention here in a moment are from Paul McCartney haunted by a regretful remark he made to his mother before she died in a legendary line from the Beatles' 1965 hit single, Yesterday. Ostensibly, a McCarthy solo song, singer strumming acoustic guitar, sorrowful string arrangement, considered a breakup classic, I said something wrong, now I long for yesterday, is about a mea couple to his mother. He embarrassed her about her accent. She had a very strong Irish accent. And he made fun of her one time, and she was embarrassed about it, and he never forgot it. And so this, uh, he made this song and this lyric because of that. Oops, it is. <laughs> and I said something wrong, and now I long for yesterday. She was of Irish origin, and she was a nurse, and she was above street level. He's saying about his mom, who died from breast cancer in 1956, when the Beatle was 14, Paul McCartney. She had uh, something sort of going for her. She would talk about what we thought was a little bit posh. One day they were in the backyard. I know she said something like, Paul, will you ask him if he's going? And he says, I went, arcs, arcs, it's mom, it's ask mom. And she got a little bit embarrassed. I remember later thinking, God, I wish I'd never said that. And it stuck with me. After she died, I thought, oh, Frank, I really wish I hadn't said that. And when he was writing yesterday, uh, he was lo- the longing was immortalized in that song. Sometimes it's only in retrospect you can appreciate it. The bitterness into the bridge of yesterday went on to inspire the film of the same name. Despite his mother providing iconic inspiration as his lyrical muse, Sir Paul would take it all back if he could. That would be a lot better.
But that was their origin. I, I've line. got one. I've got a memory like that with my mother that I regret to this day the saying something I shouldn't have said. So really, I understand where he's coming from on that. Yeah. Well, I do too. I remember I made her cry. I, I was a teenager. Yeah, I, I got. And I, I, made her I know. Cry. It, I know she cried later. Yeah. Well, I made her cry on the spot, and that was even worse. I had two things, and one of them was at Christmas. Oh God! <laughs> you're an you're an a hole. I'm an a hole. Let's say it. Well, no, I went caroling with all my prep okay. school well, buddies instead of being at home because they were having a special thing, and I wasn't there for it. And I hurt her feelings because I was her favorite. <laughs> so okay, my mom was yelling at me one day in the garage. She was mad at me or something. She's yelling at me, and I said, "Get inside! You sound like a hillbilly out here yelling at me." Oh my God, and your I mother! No, your that, mother? Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> And that was a trigger word for her, because obviously she had been, she had said someone had called her that at uh, some point in her life, really? and that, and and she she didn't, she just turned around and went back inside, and I felt so bad yeah. about that. I'm surprised she didn't hit you with a hammer. <laughs> wow, yeah, <laughs> she and, probably got me back later. You know, thank God, and and oh, oh God, you know, just uh, families, man, stuff happy, you live and learn. All right, five fourteen. Holy crap! Sports coming up. Uh, Flounders funnies coming up. Peach tweets. We got uh, all kinds of stuff and actual news, and uh, it's all coming up your way with a Caribbean flounder. Five fourteen. Four zero four seven four one twelve thirty. Right here. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Just checking the yellow thing there. Uh, 517, give her a peek. Give her Flounder. Uh, and uh, coming up, we got newsy stuff and Flounder's funny songs. But holy cow, it's a holy crap, it's sports time with Pete Davis. Opening day for Major League Baseball is just 30 days away. Oh, my God. How cool. And it's 70 degrees. I mean, here we go. We're almost in spring. Yeah. Of course, we could still get a snowstorm, nice. but really, I like thinking about spring and baseball. Holy cow. Good news. You know, it's a leap year, too. We got an extra day. That's month. right. 29. That's right. That. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Braves played the Pirates today as Chris Sale made his debut in an Atlanta uniform, and it was a very good one. Good. Two innings pitched, no runs. Four strikeouts. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. He's back. Yeah. I hope. Of course, it's obviously right. spring training, but still, that's great news. Yeah, and Sean Murphy and David Fletcher had two RBIs apiece for the Braves, and that's the good news. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Owen Murphy gave up a grand slam to oh. Pittsburgh third baseman uh, Key Brian Hayes, and the Bucks went on to win 13-4. to four. Uh, Well, you know, you got to expect that. Pitchers, uh, don't pitchers, yeah, pitchers have to work. On on and their pitches and location and spin and all that kind of stuff. So you 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 know you I think it's probably easier early in the year at spring training for a hitter to make contact because it's easier to stay <laughs> hitting the cage hitting take batting practice all winter long uh, than it is for a pitcher to be in shape to, to actually take the mound. I I think that's probably true. I hope. As one smart Alec put it, he said the uh, the bad news is Owen Murphy had a bases loaded situation. <laughs> the good news is. The good news is he got out of it with one pitch. They <laughs> <laughs> saved the arm strength, you know, for later, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't screw around. Yeah. By the way, the Braves will unveil newly refurbished baseball and softball fields down at Frederick Douglass High School tomorrow, hmm. including a state-of-the-art batting cage. Man, I'd love to have one of those. I've always wanted my own batting yeah, cage. me too. As well as other equipment and facilities. It's brought to you by the Braves Parks Projects Initiative, for Metro Atlanta and Braves country. So that's a good thing the Braves are doing there, man. It's yeah, a state-of-the-art nice. uh, complex for the girls and boys. Yeah. 
That's some good stuff well right there. One day, one day I'm going to put a batting cage in the back. Well, tell me when you do because I'll be there. <laughs> I'll help you put it up. Uh, the Falcons are releasing tight end Jonu Smith back into the wild. Smith caught 50 passes for over 500 yards and three touchdowns last season as Arthur Smith's love child. Meanwhile, new Falcons head coach Raheem Morris is in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine and told CBS Sports the team will find a quarterback who's, quote, the best fit for our city, end oh, quote. City? What do you think? What the what hell do you does think that he mean? That? Well, golly, where, yeah, where are we talking about again, Pete? <clears throat> what city? Atlanta. Would, Atlanta. Oh. Well, I guess we know what we can't do. Okay. Well, how about finding the best quarterback, period? That'd be good. I don't good. care if he fits a certain demographic. Well, no, we it, can't. Here's, uh, oh, you got Artie. You can't, uh, you know. <laughs> if you think we're jumping to conclusions here, Raheem knew that some people like us would say something about this because his follow-up statement was, people are going to read into those words, whatever. Well, that's why he said it. He knew he was going to get, get flack for it, and he was going to say it, and he did it anyway. So there we go. Now we're reacting. Why would you say something yeah. like that? Well, it's stupid. Are you, are you saying you can only have a certain quarterback for the city of Atlanta? Are you d going back to the Michael Vick day crap? Well, I wish someone had said, what do you mean, sir? What, what do you mean by for yeah. the city? I, I should have said, are you talking about just getting a specific race or, you know, eye color or height? Or, I mean, uh, you or know. a runner or yeah. a scrambler or yeah. a passer. A tall guy or, or a little guy, scat you know. back. Or what, what are you talking about exactly? A local kid yeah, or have him somebody define from it. Hawaii. Make him define yeah, that's it. that's true. If you win, the city will follow. Matt Ryan proved that. Yeah. Uh, all the haters, when he came on and started winning, the city got behind yeah, him. Yeah, that's right. Ended up not winning anything, but well, still. Cam Newton has come out with a new line of clothing. Really? Help you in a fight? Yeah. Or? <laughs> it's Cam Newton's scuffle-proof hats, caps, and chapeaus. <laughs> Guaranteed to stay on your melon no matter how many fight enthusiasts wail on you at children's football events. <laughs> and they were. His hat boy. never left his never head. Never left his head. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Alabama Athletic Director Greg Byrne mm. has a way to stop fans from rushing the court. Jay Billis says arrest you. He says, no, 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 no. Make the home team forfeit the game. Ah. Well, that and, and that would work after the first time, I'll bet you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think it would. I like it. Uh, speaking of Bama, how times have changed. The Crimson Tide will now allow assistant coaches, assistant coaches, mm. To be able to talk to the media during spring practice. Oh no, I don't. I, that's uh, that. That's uncensorship. I don't like the sound of that. Assistant coaches, they aren't allowed. Oh, oh boy. Somewhere, Nick Saban is rolling in his luxury <laughs> fishing boat. Talking to the press. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Jazz are in town tonight to take on the Hawks. If you got, you know, you're at loose ends later, yeah. you go down to State Farm Arena and, and watch the uh, Trey Youngless Hawks. God, we should do that. We should let, let's all get uh, one of these days. I wonder if I could get some tickets. Uh, did you know? Yeah. This is something I found in my Ripley's Believe It or Not book from the 1970s. Right, Here's sir. this interesting tidbit. Yeah. When Illinois played Michigan back in 1924 in a football game, yeah. the Galloping Ghost. Who was the Galloping Ghost? Uh, uh, not Cassidy. Uh, Fred Grange. Not, uh, uh, Red Grange. Fred Gr Red Grange. Fred Grange. Fred was his, his older brother. His not older so brother, successful. Fred. Fred. He was an insurance salesman. Yeah, he worked on a uh, Louis Senator. Yeah. Anyway, Red Grange scored five touchdowns that day against the Wolverines. Guess how many times Red Grange touched the ball? Five times, probably. What do you bet? Five times. Are you times. serious? I was joking around. He had runs of 45. 56, 
67, 95 yards, and must have been tuckered out because one run was only 15 yards. Oh, my. Holy cow. That's, That's And I was a... thinking last night, and talking about my podcast, about the outliers of the 1920s. Red Grange was so above yeah. any other runner of that era. Uh, of course, they didn't allow blacks to play a lot. But as yeah. a white runner goes, Red Grange was amazing. You watch the old film of him that sped up still. Yeah. But yeah. it's amazing how better he was. Yeah. Think about Jim Thorpe, how better he was as an Olympic mm -hmm. athlete than anybody else at that time. Think about Babe Ruth, better than yeah. anybody else. Yeah. And you have to kind of fast forward to maybe Wayne Gretzky or Michael Jordan before you get back, maybe a Wilt Chamberlain, to somebody that was so far over everybody else in a sport. Yeah. The 1920s were different, man. Yeah. Just yeah. a different time. Mm -hmm. uh, here's the latest plastic surgery trend for us men. Oh, boy. How do you like your nipples, Kimmer? Uh, golly, I just, I try not to think about them. I just, once in a while, if I'm doing some nibbling, I get to get hard as a rock, you know, just with a hot chick. You or chafe something. them? You no, no, I don't. You, no, I, when I, I used to run marathons, and I never had a nipple problem, never had a chafing nipple thing, never had to cover them up, and I don't think about them, and no one's ever, yeah. I, I think one girl once, you know, many years ago, tried to excite me by playing with them, and I said, no, that, that's, uh, if you want to All right, really that's too far. Stop yeah, right there. I, we don't want to uh, really. But are you happy with them? Are you happy with their I, shape? I, I don't have any. Are. I don't know and oh, I don't yeah, care. <laughs> I really don't have yeah. any idea. I don't know. I don't look at them. I don't want to see me in my without my shirt. I just it's not it's not good. <laughs> are they as perfect as former soccer star David Beckham's nipples? Well, I'd have to compare the pictures, I guess, probably. But calls I can for show just you. five thousand. Yeah, go ahead. Show everybody. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, show uh, us. Uh, hold on a minute. You're on camera. I got one. In give, here us, give us the nipple I, I shot there. All right, hold on a minute. Come on. Uh, Why don't you just lift your shirt up instead of tearing everything down there? Run to... There. Uh, there's. That? Oh my God! Put ah. it back. And over here. Oh yeah. No, I don't want to see oh. the other one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. well, some people Thank believe you. that for just five thousand American dollars, you can yeah. go under the knife and get nipples that bend just like Beckham's. Oh God. Why do people think he's perfect? Because his are small and shaped like almonds and are perfectly symmetrical on his chest. If you see the photo, you can see it. I'm happy with my man nipples. They're medium-sized, round and pink, like a tiny fresh carnation gently placed oh, on top of rock-hard pegs of granite. Disgusting. But anyway... <laughs> But if you look at the photos, you're like, oh, my God. I'm not looking at the photos of some man's nipples. <laughs> Nobody has nipples God, man. like that. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Jeez. Rock hard pecs of granite. That's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, Lord. Anyway, here's another example as to why Panthers owner David Tepper is the worst owner in the National Football League. Yeah. Carolina went 2-15 and 15 last season. Yeah. It got so bad, tickets to their home games are going for 45 cents on oh, resale. Oh, no, you <laughs> So guess what billionaire David Tepper's doing this year? He's buying them out, probably. I don't know what. He's raising season ticket prices 4%. <laughs> because he's doing so well. Oh, Obviously, Lord. capitalism, some of, some of the ins and outs of capitalism escaped this, this uh, yeah. man, but obviously yeah. not a lot of them. Now, they're, are they, they're the, one, the team with that, with that quarterback who's too little, and he was a great college star, and they uh, uh, yep. like number one thing, but he's not, he's, not a quarter, he's not a big quarterback who, if, if, you're, if you're small, yeah. you better be 
a good freaking runner and, and a guy who can scoot scat and do it like the guy from uh, Baltimore. And if you can't do what the guy from Baltimore does, you know, you're not going to be successful in this league. And he was way over his head when he got that job. I, I told everybody C.J. Stroud was the better quarterback. Yeah. So that's what I got to say. Today in February 27th in history, 1935, Babe Ruth signed the contract with the Boston Braves as a player, coach, and team vice president. Mm. In 1960, the first miracle on ice, the U.S. men's hockey team beat the Soviets 3-2 to two and went on to win the gold medal. So it happened 20 years before 1980. I'll be darned. 1962, an architect presented a proposal to encase Candlestick Park in San Francisco with a huge plastic screen. <laughs> yeah. To shield it from the wind. The wind. That's right. The hawk. Thus turning it into the world's largest terrarium. <laughs> it's a miserable place. I mean, Sam, believe me, it coming was. off the bay, holy it crap. Yeah. I used to stand there for the, they put the Falcons oh. on the cold side. Yeah. So it, it, right. it was in the shade. Yeah. And it was also on the side near the bay. Yeah. So about halftime, the water would rise up at the water table and you'd be standing in water puddles. On the Falcon side, the 49ers would be high and dry on the other side. Unbelievable. <laughs> it was a horrible place, horrible yeah, place. Yeah. 1998, Harry Carey's funeral at Chicago's Holy Name Cathedral aired live on WGN. Eulogies for the 83-year-old legend were given by the likes of Billy Williams, Minnie Minoso, and Mike Ditka. Oh, it was amazing. Dying. I remember watching some of that. Yeah. And in 1999, Aston Villa became the last soccer team in the English Premier League to do what? Uh, to the last a team in the English Premier League to, uh, wow, I don't have any. Heavy idea. emphasis on the word English. Ah, to allow foreign players to play on their team. <clears throat> Close, yeah. All 11 men on Aston Villa that day were actually English. I'll be damned. <laughs> it's the last time that has ever, ever happened. Oh, they, oh, wow. And, and they lost to Coventry 4-1. to one. And when, what year was this? 1999. I'll be damned. A couple of sports birthdays, Pete. Uh, Tony Gonzalez, 48 years no, no, old. We, no, no, this is a no Tony Gonzalez zone. He was a prick. No, no. Really? I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I did not know that. Just he's... an egotistical, full of himself, overrated prick. Oh, my God. I had no idea. I've never talked to him. All I know is he was ever a major regular thing. Uh, forget him then. Uh, the other good one, we can, how about James Worthy? Do you have a thing about James Worthy? No, no, I like James, James Worthy. James Worthy is 63, the L.A. Lakers legend with the goggles. And I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, but wasn't he Slick Smoothie? I think he or, was, was that, or was that somebody else who was named Slick Smoothie or some? Was that Wilkes? I'm thinking of Wilkes, slick, I think, yeah. James slick Worthy. Smoothie. Wilkes was called Slick uh, 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 Slicks. Or Wilt the Still. No, no, I mean... Uh, uh, um, Oh, let's see. James Worthy, oh, 63. Digging. The guy, who is he? A guy, the player I just mentioned, uh, uh, Wilkes. The player named Wilkes, and they called him. Oh, Keith Sil Wilkes. Yeah. And then they called him Jamal Wilkes. Yeah. Jamal Wilkes. Jamal Wilkes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, James Worthy, 63. Okay, Golden Kimber State. Pete Flounder. Flounder's fun. He's coming up 530 and a recap and stuff and having fun till 6. Look out. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, what do you got, Papa? <laughs> now I've got to hip a little bit, eh? A new what now? No drag. No drag or... Papa's got a brand new bag. James Brown. <laughs> in in uh, Animal House, he's in uh, doing the, the minister in the church and stuff. Just classic. James Brown, 1991. 
James Brown was paroled after spending two years of a six-year prison sentence for resisting arrest after a car chase across two states. <laughs> James freaking <laughs> Brown. <laughs> Wasn't he shooting a shotgun yeah, out of the truck so. as he was driving? <laughs> I think he was trying to, yeah. He kind of lost control there for a while. <laughs> two states, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never catch me. Anyway, uh, our our birthday list includes the hideous Chelsea Clinton, forty four years old today. Suddenly, by golly, all of a sudden she became a multimillionaire thanks to her, her, the uh, Clinton Crime Foundation. I'll be damned. And they put her on the board of directors for like seven million a year or salary or something. What a freaking! You know the fix these people. And again, it's amazing. You got to give him credit because her mother, Hillary Rodham, Peace Stinky Fart Cabbage, uh, they've they've documented this. She she can determine when someone's going to die with one phone call. It's unbelievable. Uh, let's see. Uh, Grant, Sh- hey, oh, Grant Shaw, or Show Shaw, I think it's Shaw, pronounced Shaw. Sixty-two. Jake on Melrose Place, and uh, says here the closeted gay action star Jack Dawson on Courtney Cox's filthy show Dirt. I don't know that one, but uh, uh, that's a scoop. And on this day, oh, check this out. We we mentioned a little while ago. In fact, we we did it too soon ago, or I'd play it again, of that woman on social media that Anthony sent me uh, who was talking about how you have to realize what a man is, and you know, if he's the kind of guy who's not going to go to the doctor, he's not going to complain, stay home from work, and he's going, he's, he's got engine lights on, but he's still going to drive a thousand miles an hour in his own stuff. And here's how you can help him be a better man, so he helps you, kind of stuff. And it was really, it's very touching and smart, and you know, it's common sense. Well, on this day in history, in 1937, there was actually a commentary describing the new modern type of woman. These and it's based on a uh, a bishop named Willis. These women. This is 1937. Women spend more time with their hair and makeup than times past, according to that minister Willis. Warned the 20th century woman spends more time at the card table than she does at the kitchen stove. The bishop further explained that this type of woman may not know very well how to flip a flapjack without the grease splattering all over the house. Uh, bishop Willis also said women want to leave obey out of the marriage ceremony. Likewise, again, 1937. Likewise, he said the following: Yes, these giddy-headed, shallow-brained 20th century flappers go around wanting God's plan for the household changed. Listen to me, my girl. If you do not want to obey that man, then stay single and get a job bossing a section gang, for you will never make the right kind of wife and mother. Bishop Willis strongly advocated the mother and father roles of times past, considered traditional before this time in 1937. He also commented that more people these days know more about the suggestive jazz songs of today than the words of the Psalms of King David. 1937. (laughs) Ladies, know your place. Well, we can't go back that far. Maybe a little far. Sorry. Uh, 539. Okay. Kim Repeat and Flounder. How's it going? Um, What's the matter? Uh, what I do? Our, one of our bosses, Scott. Oh, what I do now? <clears throat> you you know him as Steve. Steve, yeah, Steve Scott. Yeah, has Mike, just Matt. sent a yeah. a uh, a photo, a video of nipples. Oh dear God, dear God, man! I thought he was married. Can't you just go home and you know be with your wife and stay off the nipple thing with the guys? God, <laughs> do you want to see him? I no, I don't. All right. Oh, 
Oh, they got clamps. What are they got? Def- oh, God. It's a bearded guy with nipple clamps. Oh, God. Oh. Steve, no, what Steve. do you call them? The, stri- the, the strippers. Yeah, you know, they're nipple they clamps. They're nipple uh, t- no, tassels. No. Tassels. Titty no. tassels. Yeah, tassels. Yeah, tassels. Yeah. I think I said a bad word. Uh, anyway, five thirty. <laughs> I'll get off my back. <laughs> I can say one bad word once in a while. God. Uh, anyway, and again, uh, for the record, I did. Uh, I did do the email trick today when I was looking up my stories to have uh, Flounder print them up for me and uh, and show them also to Pete so we're all on the same page. And I emailed the, the connection thing to Flounder today and Pete today rather than the old Kimmer way of uh, picture and texting. So that way the morning show team will be a little more proud of the Kimmer, realize I haven't, I think they still have the over-under, I mean, dying by Christmas. I'm not sure what the, uh, you know, how many squares we fill out well, on that one, but... Something happened last night, or early this morning. I was flicking through my Twitter feed, and Rhino, I follow Rhino, yeah, the Rhino, Rhino yeah. and he follows me on Twitter, and he posted something. He said, look, what's up with this? I've been on here for 15 years on Twitter, and I've only got uh, basically less than 3,000, less than 2,000 followers, the Rhino. Oh, my. And I thought that was, you know, that, that's uncalled for. The yeah. man should need well, more right. followers. Well, so we need, uh, so what's, his, what's his Twitter thing? We'll, we'll give him a little plug right here. At Actually, Rhino he has or... only 896 followers, oh my whereas gosh. you have 3,000, Kimmer. I'm not even on Twitter. Yeah, you are. You I'm on Twitter? Me and Peter are on there for you. Oh. <laughs> so you I'm on Twitter? You don't know. <laughs> I'm not, I've never been on Twitter. <laughs> You've said some salacious stuff over the years, is all I got to say. Some really a... out there stuff that you should be ashamed of. I'm not, ashamed. I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> I deny it. I'm not on Twitter. How can I be on Twitter? I don't even know how to get on Twitter. I look at it. I go to hit the X little square that says X on it, and I read stuff. Is that it? I mean, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to. For- they say for. I don't know how to forward something. I, you know, I, <laughs> I'm not on Twitter. All right. Well, if you want to follow Rhino, he's yeah. at Rhino Extra 1063. Rhino Extra 1063. And it's R H R A. And it's R H I N O. I think correct. Rhino. And, and with extra and 1063 right after okay, that. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's start over again because I spelled in the middle and that'll confuse him. Here's the Rhino's Twitter address. Here it is right now. Rhino Extra 1063. 1063. Okay. And Extra is XTRA. Yes, sir. Look it up. All right, 542. Should we do a little uh, cowbonga here? It's uh, with a camera P. It's almost 6 o'clock. We haven't done squat here. I've been yelling and screaming all freaking day. Oh, and the latest on the Hunter, <laughs> oh, the hunter probe coming up. But first. <laughs> But first, the, my daughter's generation, which is a generation that I feel like just thinks about themselves, you know. And so we, I go down to the breakfast. They have the breakfast buffet. So we're all going through it. This little girl's in front of me, and she has waffles. So they get, she gets a waffle, and there's a coffee pot worth of syrup sitting on a plate. So it's like you pour it, and then you leave it back on the plate, and then you go and eat your breakfast. So she gets the syrup, and she just takes it to her table. <laughs> so now the syrup's gone. And I see this happen, but no one else does. So I'm hearing other people go through, and they're asking where the syrup's at. And it's starting to become a problem. I mean, people are like, where's the syrup? And the hotel's like, I don't know. That's all the syrup we have is out there. <laughs> I know where it's at, but I'm not, to, I'm not trying to get involved, you know? I didn't wake up and just think, I hope I get to talk to everybody this morning. <laughs> I mean, when you roll out of bed, you're not like, I hope I'm about to get in the thick of it down there. 
So I'm just trying to say stuff as I walk by people. I'm like, maybe someone took it to the table. Look around there. Uh, I just like keep going. Do you see that little girl's table over there? Maybe they have it. And no one's picking up on this, so I just have to go get it. And this girl's sitting with a bunch of her friends. So I go over to them, and I was like, hey, uh, can we get that syrup back? That's kind of for the entire hotel. And she goes, they go, whatever. All of them just blew me off. And then the father in me kicks in. I go, all right, well, just a heads up, just so you guys know, I did nothing wrong, and you guys have ruined breakfast for everybody. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever eaten out in public before, but you, do you see me over here with a tub of eggs? Do I have all the eggs? <laughs> you did everything else, and for some reason you thought, I bet this is all my syrup. Where are your parents at, you know? A couple of them started crying. Felt good, to be honest. <laughs> I was away for a little bit. I like to practice on other children, you know, my <laughs> <laughs> I think you may have been the same one who said, I'm glad I have stepkids so I don't have to beat my own children. <laughs> Is that just sell, just a liquor? No, it was Nate Bargatze. Bargatze. I keep Nate getting Bargatze. those confused. No, Bargatze. Yeah. And I guess, it wasn't. didn't you tell me or was I saying that he was kind of a jerk, but he's a very funny guy, but he's had a, a problem. I think apparently. you told me that. I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I haven't heard I saw that. An, so. It was an article there, on one of those. A story. Uh, the, the dark news of the 80s or something. Yeah. That was one of those things came out that he was uh, not a, a happy person. Well, but he's a funny son of a gun, so, yeah. Uh, by the way, just so everybody knows, if you want to follow uh, Kimmer, it's at Kimmer Show on uh, Twitter. And if you want to follow me, you go to, I wish I knew this on top of my head, <laughs> at Pete Davis 1. And I'm Pete at Flounder. Davis, the number one. Pete Davis, what? the number one. Yeah. And Flounder's at Flounder. At Flounder. And I'm at Kimmer Show. That's correct. Yeah. Yep. Now, that does, I, I don't even know how to get that, so I'm not ever going to go to it. Because I, now, how do, we, I, how do we even go to that? I don't have an app on my phone that says. Yeah, you do. It's on your, uh, you're on there, and then it's also on your it's iPad. On Twitter. Really? Well, on the, I mean, is it yeah. the X thing? I, I don't understand. Yes. If, if I wanted to look up, well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm hitting the X app right now, oh. and it's opening up. Uh, but how do I find where I am? We'll show you tomorrow. You go to your profile. Like, go to your profile. Oh, yeah, well, that, I don't want to do that. I didn't yeah. put anything in a profile. How could I have a profile? I didn't do anything. Rhino in has weighed in here. He wants to thank us for the Twitter plug and wants to tell you, Kimmer, he says, <laughs> I'll definitely deliver an emotional obituary around Christmas. Time. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> I want babes weeping. Uh, 546, Kimmer Feet and Flounder. Professional mourners. <laughs> Professional babe mourners. <laughs> Whalers. Hot ones. <laughs> with Pete and Flounder, 10 before 6 with Stones. Uh, 1977, Keith Richards was arrested at Toronto's Harbour Castle Hotel after an ounce of heroin was found after a raid on his hotel room by 18, or I guess it's 15, Royal Canadian Mounted Police. In Toronto, Richards was charged with possession with intent to traffic and faced seven years to life in prison. 
Bail was sent at $25,000, and obviously he didn't get life in prison. I forgot how he yeah, got he out of it. he put on a benefit concert and got out of You know why? God, yeah. Yeah. Because he's a rock star. Se- several. Several. <laughs> <laughs> Any other person out. would be in jail yeah. for oh, life for that. God. Of course, that you know, 77 stones were rocking pretty hard there. I, I was, yeah. And, and by the way, he wasn't trafficking. Those, those were all his drugs. Those were, yeah, that right. was for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, no, it's true. Yeah, you're not, you're not uh, sir, funny. this is not for distribution. <laughs> this is for consumption. Yeah, that was for, you know, a couple of weeks. This My is God, not man. for you. <laughs> I'm not giving this up. That's my stash. Nuts. Uh, a birthday list includes Adam Baldwin, not a Baldwin brother, 62. Adam is Mike Slattery on TNT's The Last Ship. He was Noel Rower on The X-Files. John Casey on Chuck. Jane on Firefly. An animal mother in Full Metal Jacket. Oh, the uh, mother a mother in Full Metal Jacket. I'm kind of remembering him now. Adam Baldwin, 62 years old. Firefly. Yeah. God, what a great film. Yeah. What a great film. Um, and uh, let's see. Oh, on this day, and I'm not sure we ever really got to the bottom of this, 1982, Wayne Williams was convicted of two murders, part of the Atlanta murders case, 28 black children and young adults' bodies found over a two-year period in Atlanta. And he, I forgot what the latest update on him was. Did they link him to some more, or is it still a freaking mystery for most of this? Uh, somebody else might have, I've kind of forgotten He's where still we getting are buggered here. in prison. Yeah. yeah. Okay, dokie. Uh, yeah. Five fifty-three. Holy cow! Uh, well, let's see. Uh, Pete Davis. We update. got an update. 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 Uh, up to, I told you earlier that uh, our boss sent a photo of a guy with the pasties. They're called pasties. Pasties. By the way, yeah. The nipples. Uh, what did I call them? Ta- tassels. Yeah. Yeah. Pasties. That's right. Pasties. Tassels. Yeah. Pasties. But and, and he pointed out this is not a picture of him. Oh, that's not of our boss. I thought it was our boss. <laughs> No, no. This is an actual screenshot he took from the when you showed your nipples. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Now. <laughs> yeah, that's you. Where? That's how it looked on I can't, YouTube. I can't see it. I don't see it. Where, are you showing it somewhere? <laughs> I don't see it. No, I'm not showing. Oh, I already showed it to you. Please you don't. Know what it looks like. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, gross. Well, <laughs> thank you so much. By the way, have you heard about the Sean Pete? Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, the tassels with it. No, no, that, that's just, uh, my God. Sean Diddy Combs is facing claims he sexually abused a man after a record producer sued him for constant groping and possible drug-induced rape. Lil Rod Jones was ordered to recruit prostitutes and have sex with them for the star's pleasure, for the pleasure of Diddy Combs, and has hundreds of hours of video documenting Combs's serious illegal activity. Uh, Diddy's already facing lawsuits from three women, has a host of commercial deals that he lost. Uh, some of the biggest names are defendants in a $30 million lawsuit claiming the, uh, the groping was friendly horseplay, showing he likes you. Uh, the L.A., this guy Rod, is not, they say, is nothing more than a liar, wants a $30 billion lawsuit shamelessly uh, looking for an undeserved payday. Uh, he says, for more than a year, he endured constant, unsolicited, unauthorized groping and touching of my uh, uh, fanny fanny uh, at his home in Florida, Los Angeles, New York, as, as well as rented yacht in the Virgin Islands. He introduced him to Cuba Gooding Jr. on the yacht. The actor allegedly began touching, groping, and fondling Mr. Jones's legs, his upper thigh, inner thigh, near his groin, the small of his back, near his buttocks, and his shoulders. He was sexually assaulted by a female cousin of Diddy Combs' girlfriend and forced to watch a video of their producer having sex with another man. 
He had to work in Combs' bathroom. The star would shower naked. The producer says he boasted of having shot people and threatened to inflict bodily harm if Jones didn't comply with his demands. He says the forceful demanding star P. Diddy uh, privately admitted involvement in a 1999 nightclub shooting that saw him acquitted of gun possession and bribery charges. Combs consistently made it clear he has immense power in the music industry and with the law enforcement, underage girls and sex workers were guests at his house parties. He saw the star doing their uh, drugging their drinks. He claims he was ordered to uh, trawl bars and night spots recruiting sex workers. And he was drugged in February last year, woke up naked, dizzy, and confused in bed with P. Diddy Combs and two sex workers. He filed a suit in district court yesterday, a Southern District, after uh, Jones launched a GoFundMe appeal asking for money to help him pay for it. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, well, did he? <laughs> did he? Or did, oh, hey, hi-oh. <laughs> P, did he? <laughs> oh, my. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. 556 already. Holy cow. Oh, by the way, there's a, th- a th- study came out. I'm not sure where I got this. I mean, Flounder printed it up for me. Of the 50 Southern phrases you won't hear anywhere else. For example, I guess this is probably true, and I've lived in a lot of parts of the country. Pete, you've lived in a bunch of parts of the country. Flounder, how many places in the country have you yes, lived? Sir. Basically, mostly uh, uh, Georgia and uh, Mostly Georgia and North Carolina. Okay. Uh, well, here's some phrases they say are southern phrases you don't hear anywhere else. Full as a tick. Full as a tick. If you had one southern lunch complete with cornbread, collard greens, pecan pie, you're definitely full as a tick. <laughs> pecan About pie. to pop. Yeah, about to pop. Yeah, there's another one. Uh, oh, that says, if I had my druthers. Well, that's a country. That's not That's not a southern saying. I remember saying that. My fo- my grandparents used to say that up in uh, in the northeast where they were raised. If I had my druthers, I'd druther mm. do so-and-so. Uh, bless your heart. Yeah, that's kind of a, pl- a southern thing. In, fa- in fact, oh, a, a, a slight take on that, even better, when you say, uh, she's a really stupid little kind of a slutty little tramp. Bless her heart. <laughs> you, can, yeah. you can ream somebody for, for four days yeah. as long as you say, Bless his heart. <laughs> then you're okay. If a southern woman says, bless your heart to yeah, you. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> she's not going to go to bed with you. <laughs> she's not going to kiss you on the mouth. And she's not going to be your girlfriend. <laughs> bless your heart. All right, thanks so much for asking. Bless your heart. But I think I'll go with a real man. Or say, you know, geez, like I never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a hankering. I got a hankering for a tomato sandwich. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I remember having a tomato sandwich one time as a kid. Oh, it was I hate del- those things. Oh, it was delicious. Oh. <laughs> that oh, was, well, that was back when tomatoes were hard. They weren't all this sloppy, you know, juicy, you know, just uh, <laughs> a, a, a liquidy t- mass of red. Wait they used to be good and firm. Ba- Back in my day, the tomatoes right. were hard. Uh, tomatoes used to be firm where you could cut them up in, in slices. Now you try to slice a tomato and just, just squashes into goo. Uh, the tomato, uh, seriously, they're horrible tomatoes. You gotta, Sharpen you gotta, your knife. Uh, no, I'm, I'm telling you, you can squish it in your hand like crazy. I always, If I get tomatoes at the store, I buy the ones that are barely red because they're going to be firm, and I'll leave them for a day, and they're still firm when I cut them up. I don't let them get ripe. They get too sloppy. Get yourself a Ginsu knife. <laughs> yeah, there's an idea. Ronco. Uh, Ronco Ginsu knife, absolutely. Uh, let's see. we got one more here. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not really good on phrases. Uh, for How about, um, uh, let's see. Uh, let me let you go. 
<laughs> you want to get rid of a phone call? Let me let you go. Like you want, you're pretending he wants to go. <laughs> I don't know. What do I know? I I, I got problems in my own uh, my own life. I don't know. I'm just not, I'm having trouble dealing with people, especially women. It's like my ask my last girlfriend uh, what she's burning for dinner. Turned out to be all of my personal belongings. <laughs> so, you know, I just don't... Who, who are you looking at? You act like there's a bear in the room with you. I took could be you somebody looking behind. at. I went to the library and asked this woman, where was the where was the book on uh, uh, on, on uh, people who are afraid of the dark? She says, right behind you. I, said, I just I don't do well. Oh my god, are we out of time? Are we done? Oh my god, we're done. Kevin, gotta go, you're killing me. Pete Davis and Flounder. Update tomorrow. I promise we'll do better. I'll do better. I swear. <laughs> This is an extra 1063 podcast. To hear more live and local content like this, tune into 1063 FM or download the extra 1063 app. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.